Welcome everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the podcast where nothing is prepared except what we've prepared. And this week we've got, what's a reboot? What's a remake? Uh, hot off the tail of the Dead Space remake slash remaster. Why are we getting so many? Who's making them? Why are they making them? What makes them good? And we're going to kind of like, you know, list some of the good ones, some of the bad ones, and, uh, you know, define some of these terms and have a good I mean, time doing I, it. I think, yeah, that that's really important. But also, I won't really want to address like the whole business aspect of it because mm. it's like, you know, TV shows, they're rebooting everything. Everything. Uh, movies, they're rebooting everything. Mm -hmm. Some are great. Some are bad. Jeez. And, you know, I'm not a person who I will watch and consume remade rebooted remastered tv and movie content mm -hmm. i have not really consumed that much in the video game realm mm. except for just recently doing last of us part one no until my demo ran out because i'm not i'm not <laughs> yeah, paying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, i did the same thing yeah like i literally got up to parts like two hours i'm like Ugh. god it looks so good <laughs> yeah it it plays good everything like the quality yeah. of life has all been improved but yeah well, I think that's one of the more contentious ones. So I think we should start with some of the better received remakes. And mm -hmm. I think but neither of us have played Dead Space. I'm interested in playing it. Yeah. Uh, I could get an EA Play Pro subscription and you can get access to it. Mm. At least for a certain amount. Really? Uh, the pro one. So the one that's more expensive. Is How much is that? 15 a month, I think. So that's 15 Canadian. Yes. So that's about 10, 10, 12, whatever. I mean, that's, that's, um, that's not too bad. Or, you know, 100 bucks. And uh, I have decided I... Like the franchise, I don't love the franchise, but it seems like the general consensus is that this is one of the best type of remakes. Really? So there's a lot of stuff that they've changed, but they've stayed very faithful. The story's kind of similar. The layout is mostly the same. Mm -hmm. The big changes is uh, in the little things, like how they dole out the weapons. So you kind of get a different progression of power. Yeah. Uh, you get access to the... You can always backtrack, so like you can go back to previous areas you've been to, oh. uh, and there's new areas to unlock based on like security clearance or tools you have. So it's like Zelda-ish. So it's a little more, yeah, Metroidvania-y, yeah. but it still has the same level progression, same levels, uh, you know, surprises where enemies are in different spots. Interesting, yeah. But uh, it seems to be, you know, people loving it. I mean, I, I'm kind of curious to play it, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. that, this is one that when you told me the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that game came out, and then everyone just, like, started, like, posting on Twitter mm -hmm. and every on YouTube. Um, I, I'm interested in playing it because when I first played it, actually a bit of backstory is, you know, like, in Vancouver here, for the listeners, is that there is a huge EA building mm -hmm. in, um, or let's Kirby. just say Vancouver, yeah. yeah. I think it's like one of like EA's like first buildings here. They yeah. they do FIFA and shit. They do, yeah, pretty much all the sports games, but yeah. also they run focus groups. Mm. So, me being in my early twenties, um, <laughs> they there was this newsletter that would go out every week. Would you like to focus group these five games? Mm -hmm. Fill out this form if you do, and select which one you get. Yep. And you don't get paid per se, but you mm. get lunch which is just pedago pizza or just you probably get to take a game home from their store exactly yeah. you get a free game and how i kind of gamed it was i get to play some of these new games and then i get free pizza and then the games i get i just got, went to like eb or GameStop <laughs> and just got my credit yeah and it's what it takes about like two hours three hours uh about two or three hours yeah okay but there was this game one time it came out was like dead space and i didn't know anything about oh, yeah, it yeah. and i was like oh that's interesting i'll just click on it 
I read the synopsis. I'm like, oh, it's like a horror <laughs> game. And I'm not one who actually plays horror games. Mm-hmm. I just went, hmm, interesting. And, but here's the thing. The reason, another reason why I did it, now I'm just remembering it, is that it was a two-day test. Oh, interesting. So they wanted us to play the full game from start to finish. Maybe some levels were not yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, the, pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, so Dead Space was kind of an interesting game because... <laughs> Uh, when I played it, it was it wasn't super buggy. There was only one place that I like fell through the ground and died. Mm. But I kind of had a special place in Dead Space oh. because I got to play, play the it. entire game. Yeah, and funny enough, everyone like on the first day I finished it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just like steam my like yeah. I watched all the cutscenes. Cutscenes were kind of broken, but you kind of get the gist of the story. Yeah, I finished it one day. Yeah. So I got my pizza for one day, and like both, I got two games at the end. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah, really great. And then after that, I had such a wonderful experience. Even though it was buggy, I when the game was finally released, I replayed that game. Oh, nice. So I, that's how much I love Dead Space. Yeah. I like Dead Space 1, Dead Space 2, and I did not touch Dead Space 3. The game which shall not be spoken. Yeah. That was like, that did not exist. Yeah. It's interesting watching that franchise go from being seen as, you know, Resident Evil 4 in space to kind of becoming a cult hit to finding its legs and you know being a pretty big hit with the second game and then ea trying to monetize pulling the ripcord yeah. and trying to really make it a mainstream thing and totally fucking it up it was <laughs> i to me like dead space 3 was like the game that kind of showed how bad ea is getting yeah. and like ea like that when dead space 1 came out it was like such an like amazing ip from a studio a publishing house that is just known to like pump out people one two three blah 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 exactly yeah. like over and over again but it's like, you know, they have other great IPs like Battlefront or yeah. Battlefield, kind of. Um, <laughs> and now, like, this new thing. This was, like, 2008, though. Mm-hmm. So it was great. And then now it's crap. But now it's great again. Yeah, EA is one of those companies that falters or uh, alternates between being, you know, the, 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 the scum of the earth, the villain of the gaming industry to... Yeah. Supporting these studios in a way that other big companies aren't like, like Respawn Studio is fucking thriving under EA. Kinda. I I mean like the Jedi games. Pax is like one of the biggest games in history. Fair. I'm just uh, thinking like Titanfall. They kind of fucked that up. I think yes, but I think the thing that I'm gonna get flack for that I'm about <laughs> to say that we get mad about um, when things get canceled or don't get sequels. They don't do that haphazardly. They do it because people didn't fucking buy it. Fair. And yeah. like, it's the same with like Netflix cancellations. People being so mad about these Netflix cancellations. I'm like, bro, they have access to the most detailed analytics in fucking history. Yeah. They are not making money because not enough people are watching it. I know that you're passionate. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Titanfall 2. I fucking love Titanfall yeah. 2. But we can't all be like, oh, EA ruined it. It's like, like yeah they kind of did they they put it yeah. alongside a battlefield game but next to a call of duty game they really didn't give it the breathing air that it could have had yeah but in the end people didn't buy it that's why i didn't get a sequel i mean i i agree with you on that base of thinking but also i kind of i heard something last night which actually kind of made me remember mm. something was like um this might be all speculation but the the logic seems to me mm-hmm. very rings very true so uh, Google is like that one company that makes a lot of products mm-hmm. and sometimes they're amazing products and they live like Gmail. Gmail is like yeah. 
Uh, to not yeah the biggest email yeah. platform <laughs> exactly but now like those other like small little projects that yeah. i can't name on top of my they're head different chat things that they keep switching between exactly yeah. sometimes like they are successful like mm-hmm. they make like that product themselves makes a like, hundred million dollars yeah. and you and me hundred million dollars on Hugely a su- successful success. yeah but because of how google is mm-hmm. they make billions and yeah. billions of dollars on the core advertising products hundred million dollars like eh that's such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And because of these people who they are paying to make these products outweighs, like they pay that product makes a hundred million per year, but making the, that team who makes that product is getting paid 150 to 200 million. Yeah. That is considered a loss. hundred percent. Yeah. So that could be that behavior too. Well, hundred percent. And yeah. I mean, I'm going to swing around from being a fucking corporate chill to being, <laughs> you know, the David. How, you know, how dare love. you be a corporate chill? That's and my job. I can recognize that. Like you said, there's these things that are successful that actually do make money, but they're just in the grand scheme of things. They're not making enough money. No, no. And like no. Titanfall two, Hey, maybe it broke even, but that's not good enough for exactly. a company like EA. And maybe, maybe respawn on its own would have, would have continued it. Yeah. But, uh, I also feel like no one played Titanfall two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, no. People, that's a game that people, needs a fucking remaster. People play Titanfall two. They yeah. bought it and played it. They yeah. played the single player. Didn't play too much of the the multiplayer. Well, think. it's really a skill based one, and it's so ahead of its time because now you watch Apex. all. Yeah, I mean Apex is huge, but yeah. a big big thing that's happening in the Warzone and Call of Duty world is they're dying for mobility, and so they're like, oh, yeah. Warzone two sucks because it's like you know it's more grounded and slow, and then they're going back to you know advanced warfare and all these things. And I'm like, just go back to Titanfall two. Everyone yeah. is, needs just Titanfall two, <laughs> but we're way off topic. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's let's wing it. We're, we're gonna go. Tangents. We're gonna wing. So let's talk about some of the best remakes that have ever existed. I'm going to start with one that's more, you know, probably kind of forgotten in the annals of time. Uh, as I say, the annals of time, um, which <laughs> is Bionic Commando rearmed. Did you ever play that back in the day? I've played the, I think it was like, no, I think it was Sega, wasn't it? The original one is Capcom. Is it? Ca- no, they're, but, they're both Capcom. But it was released on the Genesis. Uh, there might be a Genesis one. The one I played is on the NES. Yeah. Cause I, I remember seeing it as a kid. This is going to age me horribly. Yeah, but I remember seeing it available for rental at Blockbuster, and I don't know for some reason I always wanted to rent it, but I always ended up renting like Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger or something <laughs> like that. So I did play the demo of Rearmed. I don't know, like, is that a reboot or is it just like? No, it, it feels more like a reboot because it is a property that's updated in modern time. Yeah, so it is definitely a reboot, which I think is also kind of a messy term and i think that's something i want to talk about is yeah. how messy the term remake remaster versus reboot like they're all kind of have some crossover and it's yeah there's not always specific metrics by which you can measure which one is which yeah um but when i looked up bionic commando rearmed it was called considered a remake which is it does feels not that doesn't, right it doesn't make sense because that's like bionic commando was a 2d platformer yeah. with the whole aspect of the game is you're a Guy, it's based enough Contra with a slingshot, Zelda slingshot, yep. and you're just killing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But the rearm was a third person 3D world. Oh no, you're thinking of, of oh. uh, just Bionic Commando. Oh, Bionic Commando rearmed is the 2D remake. Uh, so it's like uh. it's like a Xbox Live Arcade game. I think it eventually made its way to PS3. Yeah. Uh, and it plays like the original one where it's a grapple hook and it's it's God. Uh, but it's tighter, it's faster, it plays awesome. 
Honestly, no one cares that I'm talking about this except one person out there who's like, yeah, Bionic Commando rearmed. And I just wanted to shout it out. But you're thinking, well, that's an interesting discussion. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. yeah. Bionic Commando 2007, 2008, Something nine, like that, yeah. Where they tried and modernize uh, and reinvent what Bionic Commando was. And like you said, it's like a third person open world-ish yeah. uh, grapple game. So yeah, they, yeah. they have the grapple arm. Uh, and apparently that game's not as bad as people say. But what it's most maligned for is uh, that your arm is your deceased wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> Huge spoilers for a game. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That is the big twist in the game honestly i'm I, I okay you know what i take it back i am sorry if you were planning on playing bionic commando no uh, you're not just kidding you were not you're um, not but the yeah the big twist at the end is you find out your arm uh has the spirit of or the brain of or something it's of your deceased the brain. It's wife by, it's by the brain um and it's supposed to be this amazing moment of like oh she's with me wherever i go and it's like no it sucks yeah. But the the platforming and level design it was pretty fun. It's it suffers a lot from being, you know, that mid 2000s very gray sort yeah. of aesthetic like the brown and grays. Yeah. And but, also uh, it's like it's is it like the guy was he kind of like a bro or a little bit? Yeah, so they gave him like dread the, so the original one is like a Duke Nukem looking motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Spencer, I can't remember, of the re- reboot. Yeah. is he's got like big dreads uh and you know he's kind of got like the the, sh- the tank top and stuff. He just, he was very much uh, designed in a, in a focus group. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, that, that game came out because of um, like, I'm talking about the 2007 redoing the reboot. Yes. Is um, I think they're trying to come back with Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah. yeah Cause that game came out and everyone was like, this is the best. And this is me being like, uh, edge Lord's gatekeeper going, mm, I used to play Nintendo ones and the 2d platforms <laughs> were so much better. Then eventually if I played it, I'm like, Oh, this These is are good. so good. Yeah. This is so good. Granted, it got a little bit kind of annoying cause it did the Japanese thing. of uh, these kind of games is that they would go, it would, it, <laughs> it's like, it's a like Japanese school. It will grade you how well you did in the levels. And then it yeah, always like- made me feel bad. It's like, Oh, you got a C minus. It's like, fuck. <laughs> See, I, I kind of love that in that type of game. I want to be clear. The only really good of the modern Ninja Gaiden's is Ninja Gaiden 1. The first two yeah, is yeah. pretty good. Three yeah. sucks. But two or Ninja Gaiden Black, which was on the Xbox, is a fucking amazing game. It plays <laughs> so well. It's so challenging. Honestly, yeah. I much prefer that fast pace of combat than the modern Soulsborne games. Fair, yeah. Uh, and I find it so thrilling. Same with like the Devil May Cry games. But yeah. Like you said, Ninja Gaiden is such a reboot, such a reimagining of what that game could be. Because it was just yeah. like a challenging side-scrolling platformer where you had like your one attack. Yeah. Uh, but this one was just so cool. But I think just for me, I just I just want them to be like, options, turn off grading. Just like, let me enjoy the game. <laughs> and then when I want to replay it, let me do yeah. that. Well, it's it's challenging. I mean, one of the things I want to talk about is what's, what is a good reboot let's let's yeah. start we're kind of circling around reboots what yeah. makes a reboot good and like what how faithful to the original do you have to be how much new stuff do you have to bring let's think of like a good uh reboot example um i mean doom 2016 i think is the perfect reboot that is probably yeah you are right that is 100 the most iconic shooter mm-hmm. in the world and they actually pulled it off 
Somehow, yeah. Yeah. After totally flubbing it up with uh, Doom 3. I actually kind of like Doom 3. I like Doom 3, yeah. too. It's just, it's not Doom. No, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's like Resident Evil. Yeah, and that game is so beholden to the technology that powers it. And yeah. you can see how thrilled they were with these, like, stencil shadows they had designed yeah. in this engine. They were like, look how scary it is. But that's yeah. not Doom. Doom no. 1 and 2... You you move fast, you kill fast, and you fucking murder those it's, demons. It's a game where you can actually have bare knuckles and punching zombies in the face. Yeah. So, Doom 2016, 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2016 uh, has everything. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel came out. And, I don't know. I didn't play the sequel too much. We'll leave Infinite out of it because it's yeah. not, it's neither, it's like a sequel. It's not part of this rebootness. Yeah. But I what I think Doom 20, 2016 does really well is that if you broke down gameplay feature for gameplay feature, yeah. it's almost, you know, the same. It's like, okay, you have uh, an assortment of guns. You move really fast. Mobility is really important mm-hmm. to getting around these monsters. Tons are going to spawn at you. There is exploration, uh, but that's not a primary part. But the more you explore, the more secrets you find, the better weapons you're getting. Yeah. The more access to this. They're adding modern features, you know, like up gun upgrades and stuff. Like yeah. that's not really part of the original. But when you break it down feature for feature... They're pretty similar, but through the modern lens, because gaming has uh, kind of changed since yeah. the 90s. Actually, well, speaking of that, another reboot, um, Tomb Raider. Which one? Uh, Which reboot? They've, I guess they, they weren't reboots it, on it the PS2. Re- yeah. I, well, to me, I think like the most recent, like the Tomb. Yeah, 2013. Is it 2013? That's the first, I think. Uh, Holy. Wait, wait. Let me. Let me. I need to confirm that. <laughs> 2017 is Shadow. And so I think it's 2013, 2015, 2017. Uh, I liked 2013 okay it was uh, I think that that's one of those mid reboots to me or tell really? me why you like it tell me I why liked you like it, it because it just like made Laura Croft actually like okay when I I experienced Tomb Raider growing up mm. I played the first one I was confused the hell with oh, yeah, it that's way too hard for a kid it's just yeah way too hard and then that turned me off from all the other Tomb Raiders I've <laughs> seen like trailers and seen things it's just like I there was apparently a storyline through the, all of them. Yes, and I was just like, I am not interested because I got turned off so hard on that game. When then the quote unquote reboot came out, twenty thirteen, I feels it feels like it came out like five years ago. To be honest, well, that's uh, five years ago. There's not even one that came out five years. Yeah, the, I know. The most recent one is six years ago. Is it six? That's years? a third of that French of that series. Yeah, twenty seventeen. We still use it on uh, Linus Tech Tips. I know. I, Fucking hate it. It's like I'm like, let's use a modern goddamn game. Why? Why? It has a ton of features. We have a ton of history with benchmarks and stuff. It's hard moving from game a new game because then you have to get all new data points. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're using the same benchmarks, it's easy. When I when I did short circuit, I knew exactly which games to install. Like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get Doom. We're gonna get like this one. We get this one. It's annoying because. I mean, it's always going to be games that Linus wants to play that gets installed, and he just doesn't play that many games. Yeah. Uh, and it's frustrating because I'm like, bro, like, let's put this game, let's put this. Like, right now, I'd be like, oh, dude, put Miles Morales on there. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, oh, it's an older game, be. but like, hey, it's brand new on the PC. It has all these brand new PC things, but he doesn't care. It looks good. But, he anyways, yeah. It's like uh, the two made it's just that the storyline was so good. Yeah. And it just showed the story of how, like, all these, like, little iconic things. They didn't really overly, overly sexualized her that much. Thank, goodness, yeah. Thank God. They made like The Last of Us kind of style gameplay, but more a little bit more arcadey and shooty and weirder. But it just felt really intense. I think it was hard for me to move past the clear, and this is kind of funny, yeah. the clear inspiration and clear aping of Unch- the Uncharted franchise. Oh, 100%. Because 
they in 20 2013 uncharted was peaking yep uh and you know uncharted 4 was just around the corner uh but we'd had one two three and they were all well received three maybe a little less so but still was like an awesome fucking cinematic action adventure yeah. game um and what i think was their mistake especially with the first one was they're like it's gonna be like uncharted but violent and Lara Croft. Yeah. And, like, Ooh. and so like, I think it was a really good way to reimagine Tomb Raider. And it feels mm-hmm. like authentic to that franchise. It doesn't feel like a stretch, but I found that first one, the violence so edgy. Yeah, she it was. Get, like, she gets impaled, you know, and she has to pull herself no, off like, of it. If you actually look like, at the whole game, she gets fucked up. Yeah. And, like, that's <laughs> not super fun. Yeah. Like, um, I think the beginning is amazing. And yeah. then it just progressively, like, she keeps, keeps getting captured and the things that you have to do to get out, which is just quick time events. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like she gets impaled, she gets her like like a normal human being, like I yes, I'm being like super realistic in a video game sense. Uh she would have been like she she would have like not have made it halfway through. No, she would be dead on the first one. She would have gotten gangrene and that would have been it. Yeah, she was like, oh t- you, you got you got tetanus. You're yeah. Dead. I uh I think that it's it's cool what they did, but it felt like uh kind of a not soulless, that's not quite the right word. But uh, visionless yeah. franchise that was kind of designed by by feature. It, it was it, designed by like you know we want to do this, do this, yeah. do that. We'll do it. Not like we have this Tomb Raider story. We got to yeah. we got to tell. Because yeah, because I'll be honest. Like the first one, oh, like just, yeah, I'm just gonna call that one the first one. Yep. First one I played really like. Second one I was like, uh oh, like, yeah. you see problems. And then those Jesus, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, I only got halfway. I was like, I'm done. It's the. It, they didn't have confidence in what they were doing to stay unique. So they kind of just started pulling in stuff from other franchises. Like there's like the survival mechanics that kind of became more prominent as they went on. Yeah. Or Um, they basing off what I always found with the third one, they emphasize too much on these, the area combat or sneaky combat mm -hmm. or also known as let's be like Arkham Knight (laughs) or uh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Asylum, like, oh, like there's there's ways ways to get around and do this level perfectly. For sure. And I don't want to talk too long about yeah. uh, this game, but I think that that's a good example of something that doesn't work, and that's uh, having a vision. And I think that it's really important when you bring back a game yeah. that you understand and you are passionate about what made it work before, but you have a vision of how to make it work today. And I think a perfect example for me yeah. is Resident Evil 2. Yeah, no, so, I can I can believe that because I I played Resident Evil Two was my first one, the best one, like back in the PlayStation. Yeah, both the PS One one and the new one. Those yeah. are the best two. I haven't played the reboot. Well, like I said to start, I haven't really played a lot of reboots. Well, let me tell you. Well, not about, reboots, remakes. Yeah, I. So this is now. Yeah, we're into remake territory. Um, what makes a good remake? Well, everything that makes Resident Evil Two good. It captures the essence of Resident Evil Two. You you show up. Uh, the police precinct, it's slightly different, but it feels yeah. familiar. Like it was weird having played the original I a long time ago. I don't exactly, I couldn't draw the schematic of the map, but it feels like it's the exact same. Like the, the entrance feels the same, you know, there's little differences, nice. but it's, it's, it somehow grounds it a little more. It's still a little silly in the way yeah. that it should be, but it's, it's scary. It's intense. Uh, and they capture what it felt like to play it back then, uh, today. And that's really hard. Because you can, you know, you can copy the gameplay, you can copy the mechanics, yeah. you can copy this, but to capture the essence of what it was like in 1999, 2000, 
uh, like what's it called in biblical terms, like exegesis, where you take something of its time and study it from that time in yeah. modern perspective. Yeah. Uh, and they modernize it. You know, they do the the Resident Evil Four behind the sh- behind the, over the shoulder uh, camera angle. Oh, but, okay, yeah. But it's still the the like the loop that kind of oh goes and gets bigger. You have like the yeah. small path. You kind of open a door. It creates a bigger path, uh, and you're looping back around on yourself. Yeah. Just like the classic Resident Evils, but it plays like a modern one. That they have all these beautiful technical features like dismemberment and like mm-hmm. the way that the 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 people fall apart um well and- let, me, let me ask you this is like does does it play like a new game or does it just feel and look like resident evil 2 so it plays like a new game but it still feels like resident evil mm-hmm. in the way that they couldn't quite figure out for a little while so resident evil 4 you know that's like the the prime example of how to modernize a franchise so you know a soft reboot yeah they took a lot of the things that worked, um, but then they kind of threw out the stuff that was being dated. And one of the things they added was the over-the-shoulder camera, where when yeah. you pull up your gun, you're over the shoulder. You can see it's the third-person shooter, but before that, generally, your character was just centered, and the crosshair was kind of you know behind their head, yeah, and you shot forward. But with that simple change of moving the camera over a little bit, it becomes more cinematic. Yeah, but also you can see more. And basically, every third-person shooter after that aped that camera placement. Yeah. Um and it 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 changed it but what made Resident Evil Resident Evil was that you could when you pulled up your gun you were stationary. Yeah. And that was a big thing for a long time that people were like, "Well, no, make it like other shooters where when you pull up your gun you can still move, maybe a little slower, mm. do this." But they're like, "No, Resident Evil, you have to be stationary, but in the remakes, yeah, you can still move." And so it was like a tight line that they played with mm-hmm. where you know, you can totally fuck it up and make it that it's not yeah, not Resident Evil feeling, but they made it that it's slow enough, just good enough, but it doesn't feel restrictive. And I find I don't like design by restriction. Yeah, I don't like it when a, a designer is like, it's going to be scary because the controls suck. Uh, and I know a lot of a lot of people don't feel that way, but I feel like if the controls suck and that's what makes it hard, that's not great design. Yeah, that's that's what reminds me. I'm kind of in agreement there, because but also kind of not at the same time because I remember playing um, not Resident like I remember I played Resident Evil two. Mm-hmm. I played Resident Evil 3, and then I kind of stopped mm-hmm. after that. Um, but uh, one game that um, kind of makes me think of, like, bad controls makes it scary mm-hmm. was uh, the start of Silent Hill. Yes. Yeah. Terrible controls. Terrible controls. I hate tech controls. It's, like, really just god-awful. Mm-hmm. But I remember how scary that first encounter when it was just a dream, and you're just getting stabbed. Because I was like, I was, I can't remember how old I was. Yeah. I was like, ah! Like literally, like I was like bawling my eyes, going, "Oh, what my yeah, dad yeah, is!" Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and then I would turn it off because I thought, I'm "Like, oh, this, this, like, I'm just, I'm bad at this game." Yeah. And then that I think made me freak out more than just getting murdered. Well, and I can, I can concede that point to a certain degree, yeah. where, you know, making things hard, there's a sense of progression too, yeah. where if it's hard at the beginning, it's like a whole new set of controls. By the end, when you figured it out, like there, there's like a, a reward that's built into that. Exactly. And I am I'm actually not a proponent of, you know, the homogenization of control schemes that we've had. There's pretty much every game now has the same fucking control scheme. Yeah. You know, it's like, OK, right trigger, shoot, left trigger, aim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's like a little bit of difference, but like X is going to be jump. Circle is going to be duck or roll. It square de- is going to be reload. It depends on if it's uh, the game from Japan or from North America. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> it's generally that like there's some action games that, you know, are shoulder based. There's some that are mm-hmm. face button. But like we kind of are homogenizing controls, yeah. which is good because I know I can pick up a game and pretty quickly I'm going to get it. Yeah. 
But I also think that there's something fun to be said about, you know, the Metal Gear Solids of the world that had kind of a weird control scheme. It, it, because was it, was it that bad? It wasn't bad. It was yeah. just kind of weird where, you know, you have to like pull the X to go prone and then you're, you're, yeah. you're like crawling. Or I, like, th- I think Metal Gear Solid had like the most interesting menu system. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I had to go hold R2 yeah. to, to scroll through all my items and L1 for the gun. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa. And it, it worked really well for the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny watching that series progress because, you yeah. know, one was the most strong taste of that weird, unique scheme. Yeah. And then two as well. Uh, but by three, when subsistence, substance, yeah, substance, substance yeah. No, substance is two, I think. Because there's su- substance and then there's subsistence. It doesn't matter. When yeah. the, the special version of three came out where it was yeah. now a third person shooter instead of like a top down. Actually, wait, here's one thing. Uh, Metagur Solid. That's not a remastered, of course. Mm-hmm. There's those two games, those three games before it. No. So, I mean, there's yeah. it's any of those big franchises yeah. is messy because they've remastered a bunch. But yeah. there's the remake, which I think you're eager to. No, talk no, about. no, 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 not that. Okay. I'm talking about Metagur Solid. That's a reboot. Yes, technically, that's, you're right. Metal yeah. Gear Solid is a reboot of the Metal Gear franchise. So technically, of the for 80s. me, I would go just because I'm <laughs> like I'm in love with Hideo Kojima. Yeah, I hate Konami now, but at the yeah. time, like Konami, you the shit. Yeah, they had some good franchises. Yeah, but uh, now they just make gambling games. Hey, they're they're <laughs> trying to make a, a comeback. For fuck you, no. Game. So fuck you. Sound you got rid of you got rid of Hideo Kojima. Yeah, oh. they figured it out. They are they they lost the soul. But I mean, yeah. I will take a Symphony of the Night HD two D remaster. Of course, you that's would. what I would. Fucking of, co- kill of course, for. you would. Um, but but no, yeah. I think Metagross Solid would be the most famous. Oh, at least in my mind, the best reboot ever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't yeah. even consider it a reboot because that's such a strong uh, spirit to yeah. itself. Because like they brought back Solid Snake, mm-hmm. you know. They did everything, and then it just ignited this whole like yeah. huge, mega huge franchise. And now Hideo Kojima is like king of cinematic storytelling. Well, and it's it's a great example of what works in a reboot, which is taking you know the features of like if you make break it down into a list and yeah. then modernize those things in a modern game, it it fucking works. Like the original Metal Gear Solid games, feature wise, are pretty similar to uh, the Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, uh, and then they changed and they're different and the stories are fucking wacko yeah but i love it it's so but, good <laughs> yeah and i mean we can talk briefly about metal gear solid yeah. I, I have a feeling that people listening probably care a little bit more about metal gear solid than bionic commando when we talked about <laughs> <laughs> i just i just because like we're just talking about it and i was like yeah because i'm like in my head i'm like what's a really big reboot that's and the I'm best like, one yeah those other good ones i will mention later in yeah. the later podcast but like metal gear solid i think that was just to me that was like the Quentin Tarantino moment in the video game. Yeah. Do you think, I, I agree. I think it was a huge moment for games as an art in terms of finally having the technology to emulate movies effectively. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of stuff that has come a long way since then that, you know, yeah. when you compare the last of us two cinematics to the Metal Gear Solid yes. one cinematics or something like that. Yeah. But it felt for me like the first time I was like, Oh, video games are like movies. Yes. Uh, and that was a huge technological breakthrough. Same with like Final Fantasy VII, where it's yeah. just like, oh, these cutscenes are cool. And like, I would watch a whole movie of this. Yeah. But taking on Metal Gear Solid, I find that franchise absolutely fascinating because it's like a it's like a time capsule for each era that the game yes. came out in. And, then, and yet it's so weird and unique <coughs> for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it modernized, probably the most with five. 
where yeah. like those controls are mostly you know the homogenized shooter controls that's what yeah that's a uh, phantom pain yes yeah i i i was thinking about playing ground zeros again that's like the prequel i mean you can just play phantom base. pain and the, yeah, the, fuck the, that, that game really I fucking can't stand thinking about that game why it's the most disappointing game in history no i just i liked it because i had base building I like the base building map, yeah. but I'd done that in Peace Walker and Portable Ops and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. If I take off my personal thing, I can appreciate it's the best controlling Metal Gear Solid. Maybe one of the best open world stealth games that's ever been, but it's unfinished and they've put the the front load, the good stuff in. Well, they front load the good stuff. Yeah. And the second half of the game is totally incomplete and unsatisfying. Yeah, and, it's weird. And it's... like they at one point, if you haven't played it, minor spoilers. They start repeating missions and they're just yeah. like, you know, mission with a modifier. And you just have to go through a bunch of these to get what you need. Yeah. Uh, and the story kind of just stops. No, uh, no, it 100% does. Because like you have, if you love that game as it currently is, you're high. Like I don't understand yeah. what makes it good. Because you have, I remember playing it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And it just fucking ends. Yeah. And you're like, what? what's going on? And then I go look it up. I'm like, how does like, yeah. like explain this? Like, oh, everyone's like, no, no, watch this video. Watch this video yeah. and you watch it. You're like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, there's a whole deleted. If you don't know, there's a whole deleted third act where yeah. basically they go to the child soldier island and there's yeah. like, they have a Metal Gear and yeah. it's like a whole new area. And that would have been so satisfying because I didn't I liked the open world in terms of level design when you're in each base. But I also found it pretty empty in between. Like, yeah, 100%. you take like the horses and you, you yeah. go in between and that's fine. But it's not really a good open world in the sense of like, I just want to go and like touch everything and experience yeah. everything it's like i'm going from here to there and everything in between is nothing i think it's the same problem that what you had with elden ring like mm. it just felt like i think this is the problem i have with japanese open world games mm -hmm. it just feels like they just go off a checklist like what do americans do they do this mm -hmm. this this and then you don't really think about how to mesh that together that well yeah it feels like yeah. they, they design the encounters and the levels within it and then they kind of just like loosely connect it it's yeah. not like there, it doesn't feel like there's a, a life to the world. It feels like they're designed intentionally like video game levels. Yeah. It's like almost like the Ubisoft approach of open world. Yeah. But, yeah. But back like Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid, I think best, best remake ever. We can uh, talk about, oh no, reboot ever. Reboot. And then let's talk about arguably one of the worst good remakes I've, ever. Yeah. Which I, is Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes, which is the GameCube <laughs> remake uh, slash reimagining of Metal so Gear Solid. so okay let a full disclaimer uh i know all about this game mm -hmm. i've never played it oh it's awesome is it awesome I, so i'm gonna give you guys like the the short story version of why the game sucks so it is a complete reboot or remake of the original on a gamecube so it's a generation later it looks fucking awesome well, it looks well, way I do, better i do wait wait though i i is it is it remake or is it an adaptation to like a console plus like hey since we have this it's a ground up remake so it's like everything is really new. and oh, then they, okay. they change the story slightly little bits there's i think they re-recorded all the dialogue if not most of it um but the big thing that changes because <laughs> the, the level design is mostly the same is they give you the the ability to see in first person yeah. doesn't sound like a big thing because like Metal Gear Solid 2 you could aim down the sights and see in first person but Metal Gear Solid 1 wasn't designed for that so all of a sudden you could just like bypass entire areas because you could just like stand there shoot yeah. everybody and then move through the next area yeah. so this this new modern feature there's something else so you could climb up 
railings like yeah. there was there was a more verticality they, they did do. it like they did sons of they kind of did probably did sons of liberty things it's exactly that yeah. all the mechanics of sons of liberty are translated in which yeah. is nice but the level design isn't changed enough or, yeah. or that's not taken into contemplation and so then you can just beat the game in a in one sitting because <laughs> you basically bypass all okay. the encounters yeah i remember the first person stuff like i'm just going by memory it's a long time ago for me but i just remember like there was like the cut teams were kind of goofy yeah, they they, they <laughs> miss the tone a little bit. Yeah, it's like you see like Liquid Snake doing basically they they literally took if you're not familiar with John Woo, like his level action, which yeah. is great. I love John Woo movies, except for Mission Impossible too. But hey, shut up, I love Mission Impossible too. <laughs> but um, it just it felt so cartoony. Yeah, it just like it took me out. Like yes, Metal Gear the franchise, it's the bosses cartoony. are very cartoony. Yeah, but you kind of like uh, I'm like I'm fine with it. It this straddles one, the line. Yeah. yeah, this one went too far. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I I really appreciate the game, and I think gameplay wise, like I I can't I can't make an apology for the goofiness of the cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, but I think gameplay wise, I just don't use those features, and I think yeah. that that's the way to do it. If you want to play Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes is not a bad way to do it. Yeah. If you're willing to hold back yourself, and it's the same with like a lot of gamers. Yeah. For I like games that have good accessibility features that are just like, you know, like almost God mode or like auto aim. Because like sometimes yeah. I just want to play through a story and I don't really want to think about it. Yeah. And I like if I'm having trouble, just turning one of those on and being like, I'm going to beat this boss in fucking one sitting. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Metal Gear, yeah. Honestly, Metal Gear Solid is like one of those games where you know, I've memorized everything. Yeah. Like if you if you gave me a playstation and go john i'll play metal gear solid i'm like okay like yeah. i can literally beat that so like good. i can beat it on hard like yep. very hard uh no one's seeing me nice and then i can unlock the james bond suit my favorite yeah. way to play stealth games is ghost i think like killing everyone is not fun i think yeah. never being seen is by far the most thrilling like it's it's never being seen no kill unless yeah. you had like, unless you, you have to. to like there's some people yeah yeah like the bosses they're just in the way yeah. and just like you just knock everyone out and you just yeah. unlock the james bond suit oh, and I, then you play it again and you're like i'm the best yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't if i can i don't even like knocking out i just like timing my, my really thing. that's like when i've mastered a stealth game i know i can do that yeah but i let's get not what the topic of the show is, yeah, but let's yeah. rank the Metal Gear Solid games. <laughs> <laughs> just just the mainline oh. ones, so one through five. Okay, we're not going to do Nintendo. Let's start at the bottom. What's the worst one? Uh, four. I used to think four was my favorite, but I think it might be my least favorite. No, five, five, five. I would, yeah, you know, of all of them, five is pretty bad. It's got a lot of great gameplay, but the no, story is so just, underdeveloped. Just because of, like, what they did with Hideo yeah. Kojima and just, like, my personal yep. feelings to it. It was, like, really good elements of the game. Yeah. Love it. I just wish they just like let get i know how do you could you is notorious with delays yeah but i think that game needed two more years oh 100 percent. Yeah. but konami at that point was trying to get out of making real games yeah fuck so. those guys but they, um, they fucking ruined yeah, it five is worse yeah uh four i i like four but yeah. it's I, that's another game you can see not to the same degree you can yeah. see konami being like finish the fucking game because yeah. the last two-thirds of the game it's all cutscenes. not because i don't think he wanted to have more gameplay but because yeah. Designing those gameplays and, and implementing that yeah. would have taken too much time. Actually, wait, I want to change that. Yeah, like, no, I do 100% agree. Yeah. But I think 4 had so many good story elements. Like, um, like uh, I want to go 5. I want to go 2. Oh, we're going to fight. Really? I love 2. <laughs> I think I... Uh, it just, to me, that one got a little bit too goofy. I think yes, but it... Okay. 
two is the is the height and the lowest the franchise gets yes. for me. Yeah, it's uh, the Raiden and Rose stuff is so yeah. fucking obnoxious. Well, I don't. Ha- I have no problems with playing. Like, I don't have no. I have no zero problems with Raiden. Like, I liked him as a character. He's not bad. He's but okay. I think I just didn't like the bait and switch. Going, oh, you're playing with Solid, like Solid Snake. Do do do. Everything looks good on PS2. It's amazing. And then. You was rated. And you're like, when I oh. went into the game, I knew about that, so it yeah. wasn't a huge I didn't know. I was like... I think it's like, I get why people are disappointed, but I also think it's one of the most badass things that I yeah. crave more in movies and video games, yeah. where they totally flip the table. They flip the script on you, and you, yeah. you're expecting something, and they just surprise you. Yeah. Now every trailer shows you the entire fucking movie. Every like yeah. demo, they, they do these gameplay demos that explain the entire like, yeah. premise in the world, and we don't get these huge reversals and subversions Whoa. that are so cool yeah and i i snake's way cooler than raiden yeah. in the second one metal gear Solid 4 like, we can talk about that yeah but i think my i love one and two and i like that top-down perspective yeah. and i think that the series lost something when it went to regular third person it just became a different thing yeah and so two is like the mechanics of one perfected yeah with like a little bit extra the, and g- I think the gameplay is great the yeah. gameplay is great but the story yeah, I like the the bomb guy and the rollerblades. Vamp's awesome. I think Vamp Vamp is literally the best Metal Gear villain. He's so sick in the world because you're like, oh man, fuck that guy. Yeah. But you're so cool, cool at the yeah. same time. No, I. Okay, we have to make a combined list. We can't each do our own. Okay. Okay, so we we agree five is the bottom. Yeah. I I know you want to say like, okay. Let me argue why four is not the bottom. It yeah. to me it's like. Five, two, four. Okay. So the reason why four to me, it's just like, cause I played Metal Gear back when it was like one and two. Yeah. Like the I get in, I got in a couple years after two. Yeah. So like that scene of like him going through the microwave room oh, and I was like, no, stick. Like I literally, the gentleman was trying to talk. I was like, shut up, bitch. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. let me just do this. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, seeing every, like his, like his suits exploding. Oh dude. I didn't process yeah. that it was a suit. I thought it was like his muscles fucking cooking or something. Well, I mean, to be fair, it kind of, it, it looks like look, a muscle. It does look yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And I literally, I, I like tears. Yeah. Up. I'm like, you can do it. This is your last mission. Like, you know what? You're yeah. right. That <laughs> moment is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's like, Circle, come on, okay. I'm pushing so fast. Okay, okay. You convinced me that four isn't as bad <laughs> yeah. as uh, you're sa- I was saying. Yeah. Here's my controversial opinion. Yeah. I don't think three is as good as anyone says. Three uh, is good. Eater? Yeah, yeah snake- it's good. Well, and subsistence, whatever the special edition is. We're, we're rating yeah. them on the best version of yeah, each yeah, game. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Yeah. But I don't, it doesn't hit the same for me. I don't like Naked Snake stories as much as the Solid Snake ones. Yeah. And I felt like the the wilderness stuff is kind of cool but it just felt it wasn't to me and, and, and changing like, your yeah. your your camo manually was fucking annoying oh no 100% like uh i liked it for a lot of the same aspects but i didn't think it was like groundbreaking well and i think if you made you know ign made a list of what's the best metal gear solid 3 probably pops up as number oh, 1 yeah. for most cuz that's like you know they revolutionized it they changed this but I feel like it lost part of the spirit of Metal Gear Solid. No, yeah, it, it it felt like I was playing James Bond in the jungle. Yeah, and I like it a lot. Like, I think the my favorite moment in 3, mm-hmm. spoilers for this whole franchise, sorry, yeah. you guys, if you've never played it. Uh, spoiler for 3 is when you're facing off against uh, the end. I can't know. The guy who's like the, the psychic. And the, yeah. the boss fight is him kind of floating. You're walking through the swamp. Yeah. And it's every enemy you've killed in the game yeah. coming at you. So if you killed 
no one, yeah. no one comes at you. And it's just you and the boss. <laughs> when I when I was playing, I didn't understand what was going because like only like a couple animals were there. And I just went like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And yeah, it just yeah. kept like that was it. Yeah. And then everyone told me that. Yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, like, to me, that's a brilliant video game moment. That's the yeah. kind of a, of the storytelling that only a video game can can do. It yeah. you need involvement of the player to do that. Yeah. And it's such a fucking cool moment where you're like, Oh wow! I have to reckon with the the the, the violence I've yeah. bestowed upon this world, and I think that that's a fucking phenomenal moment. Same with like the the sniper fight where you can win that was by best. just jumping the time time ahead on yeah. your PS2 and yeah. just killing him because he dies of old age. That's I mean, fucking I think, hilarious. Yeah, I think every Metal Gear has like a game breaking thing about that. Yeah. Like Metal Gear One, the only way you can. Uh, beat Psycho Mantis mm. is going from port one to port two yes. on the controller. What a fucking brilliant thing. Because he yeah. basically what's happening is Psych- Psycho Mantis is reading your mind. And yeah. so no matter what you do, he's he's reading your mind as a player yeah. and one step ahead of you. Yeah. And you're like, I can't beat him. And it takes a while. And then like Jono says, you have to plug into controller port two. Yeah. So that he can't read your mind. Yeah. And also <laughs> I think I think it has like one of the most famous uh anti piracy uh tricks in the game. Oh is uh for this medical solid one is that like it also it was a very big problem uh is to look on the back of the game box yeah to get the codex but here's the problem here's the motherfucking problem i'm still pissed off this day i rented that game oh that's bullshit yeah so i had no idea what's going to like, look in the back of the box and i was like the rental box, which is just blockbuster. Yeah. I'm like, uh oh. And yeah. then I remember I had thank thank God I had dial up internet. Oh yeah, you and can I went look to it up. just game FEQs. It's funny. I had the same issue um <laughs> when I bought the game in the collector's edition. So the PS2 era one, where yeah. it's Metal Gear one, two, and three, uh in one box, but each one has its own thing. Yeah. Um because the codex entry. So basically what John was saying is that mm. in the game you sometimes have to put manual radio. Uh, yeah, signals in. So I you put in a number. One, I think I still remember it. One three five point one one. Yes, and so basically yeah. you have to contact someone in the game, uh, but you don't know their codec. And no. the <laughs> Meryl's like, uh, "Look on the back of the box," and you're like, "No, no, the- it was um, oh Colonel. It was the Colonel." Colonel's yeah. like, "Yeah, look on the back of the box, Snake." Yeah. And you're like, "What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about?" And yeah. literally on the back of the PS1 jewel box, yeah, in the jewel case, there's a little screenshot <laughs> that has a codex number. And you have to put that number in the game. And it's such a great meta moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if you have the rental box, no good. Yeah. On the collection box, the box for the one for the one is just white on the back. <laughs> no. the, the sleeve for the whole thing has that same oh, screenshot. Okay, okay. But it took me a long fucking yeah. time to be like, where the fuck is it? And I have ended yeah, up yeah. looking it up. So I, I think for me, I'm going to go five. Going back to the list that we we're trying to do, because I think we could talk like hours. Hours. I love Metal Gear yeah, Solid. Five. Two, four, three, and one. I'm going five, three, four, two, one. I think we can agree five is the worst. Yeah. One is the best. And like, we know that's not in 2023 standards, but yeah. for its time, one is by far the yeah. best, the coolest, the most awesome. I think because <laughs> now I'm just thinking two is um my favorite part of one because those two different endings yep. you can get. Uh, one spoiler. It's not even a spoiler. Like if you haven't played one, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I think it was Meryl could survive, or uh, what? What was the guy's? What's the nerd's name? Otacon. Otacon. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I think this is the most funniest thing is watching Snake and Otacon on the snowmobile. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. It's the most funniest yeah, if thing. if she dies, you get Otacon. Yeah, yeah Granny Cannon is Meryl Lives. Yeah, so that's fine. I like, uh, too, that they reveal his name at the end and it's David because, like, the voice actor is David Yeah. Hader. What's I, your uh, name? David. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, but let's move from the best Konami franchise to uh, the other best Konami franchise, which is Castlevania. Yeah, uh, and they've done a couple of remakes. Um, when when have they not? <laughs> so they they yeah. remaster and constantly. And I mean, they did the net Netflix show, and the only thing they fucking managed to put out was a bunch of re releases of older games. So yeah. like, you can buy Anniversary Game Boy Advance Collection. Yeah, uh, and Requiem. Requiem is the one. If you have a PlayStation, Requiem is worth every penny. It yeah. includes Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, which are, the, in my opinion, the best two D Castlevania or like the best classic vania and yeah. the best metroidvania is it is it on playstation plus it's not on playstation plus but it is only it's only on playstation that collection so oh. you can get symphony of the night elsewhere but yeah. you can't get requiem which is a really cool come on Konami, combo. just make you you'll make it least easy yeah, the other place you can get it is on the psp so the dracula x chronicles is the remake of rondo of blood yeah so it's like a it's it's the worst it's that yeah. era where they would make 2.5D versions yeah. of old games. So they oh. did that with Mega Man. They did that with yeah. Ghosts and Goblins and they did it with Castlevania where it's yeah. these ugly, ugly fucking polygon based versions of these games. Did they do the Mega Man Legends kind of thing? Like made everything blocky and shit? Sort of. So there's yeah. Mega Man. Maverick Hunter is Mega Man X, but it's like a polygon based one yeah. and it just looks like shit and it plays bad because like mm. sprites and polygons, they have like a, I couldn't tell you the game design thing, but I think like yeah. it's a physics based anime versus an animation based physics yeah. system. And I, I hated those, but Castlevania, Castlevania, Dracula X Chronicles, yeah. which that's the PSP one has thankfully has the remake, but it also has the original round of blood and, yeah. and symphony of the night as secret things. But I don't want to talk about those. I want to talk yeah. about Dracula X on the super Nintendo, which was a, like a remake of Rondo of blood. Okay, for full disclosure, yes. that's for the viewers out there. I'm not gonna say too much because uh, I, I, I think played uh, a little bit of one, and I, it's not like I don't like the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, don't get it. Just it just never it never came up to mm -hmm. play these games for me growing up. Um, I think the only reason why I played one at least constantly, at least for the first couple of levels, it, it's just um. When I was a kid, the dental office had a uh, had, had a Nintendo, yeah, and that and that was one of the games that was just there, and it looked the coolest. Yeah, so, I yeah. I won't talk too much about it because yeah. I know Castlevania is a niche thing. The people that love it love it. I mean, um, it's a niche, but I think it's getting um more consumption. Yes, because of the Netflix. Series. Yes, and if if you are someone who is ever considered playing a Castlevania game, I'm telling you, Requiem start. I think Symphony of the Night's the easiest onboarding sequence. Mm. The DS ones are maybe better, but I think the pureness yeah. uh, and the lushness of Symphony of the Night makes yeah. it like by far my favorite Castlevania I, experience. I, yeah. All I really know is that it's a pretty, it's a really cool game. You get a really yeah. sweet whip or other weapons yes. and has pretty much one of them like out of franchises. It's like a top five in probably bangers on soundtrack. Oh yeah. God yeah. fucking very bloody <laughs> tears, buddy. Yeah. But They've done a few different things. So we already talked about Dracula X Chronicles on the PSP, but they're actually when they took Rondo of Blood, which was a like a PC engine slash turbo graphics game. Well, actually, no, it was just PC engine, it was released only in Japan, over to the Super Nintendo, which was a much more successful console. Yeah. You know, you have to it's more powerful graphics wise, but it's mm -hmm. 
doesn't have a CD player. So the yeah. music, they have to downgrade it. So it's, and there's no capacity. So what they did is they took all the assets, all the, the, yeah. the sprites, all that stuff, and just made an entirely new game. It's kind of like vaguely <laughs> the same levels of this thing. Yeah. And they they fucked it up. It sucks. It's oh. it's uh, one of the worst. It's one of the most maligned games. It's very rare. Like if you can get a boxed copy, it's like fifteen hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. And I I enjoy it. It has the worst Dracula fight at the end. So basically, all the classic <laughs> venues you fight Dr- Castle or you fight Dracula. Yeah. Uh, and usually it's in his castle. And, you know he appears and he launches fires at you and you jump over hit him. Yeah. This one kind of does that, but it's on top of little platforms and there's spaces in between. And Castlevania is known that when you take a hit, you get knocked back. And so basically any oh. hit, you get knocked back. If yeah. you're lucky, you get to land on another platform. But generally, one hit, you fall in a so, fucking hole. So, so it's like almost like Jump King, but like with them. Yeah, and it's utter <laughs> bullshit. They they lost the music, which was a big thing. It's not nearly as good. The, it looks fine, but it's yeah. it's still the sprites from a weaker system. Uh, and they totally fucked it up. Yeah. And they, they've, they've done it before. Konami really needs to figure it out. So the original Castlevania on the NES was remade uh, for the X6800. Um, which is like PC mostly sold in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then they remade that on the PS1, which is Castlevania Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst fucking game in the fucking <laughs> history of the world. I'm going to make enemies saying this. It is yeah. the most unpleasant challenge I've ever played because it's random. So it's not like you can memorize exactly where oh. it is. There's like RNG stuff where they'll be different. The bosses will do different like placements of attack. And so you just have to kind of get lucky. And it's so unfair. It's so bullshit. Yeah. I broke a controller playing that game. I've never fucking yeah, broken you, you a controller. Yeah, you streamed it, I think. I streamed it. And yeah. I fucking hated that game. Every minute. Even games that are really hard that I'm not good at. Yeah. I can still find something to enjoy. You should do a charity stream. Oh, God. Kill me. I, I would do a charity stream with you on that. No, I don't want to do it. I hate <laughs> Castlevania Chronicles. And so it's interesting. that To me, the Castlevania franchise, the reason I wanted to talk yeah, about yeah. it is that it's a whole history of these remasters, these remakes, these reboots, and like they just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. And Konami's so guilty of, you know, the Nintendo thing of doing the same franchises over and over and struggling to figure out how they fit into yeah. the modern gaming landscape. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's why like they're out and they make slot machines. Maybe. And yeah. I think that it's, you know, it's easier to make a Metal Gear Solid slot machine than it is to make a good Metal Gear Solid. Is there a Metal Gear Solid slot I'm machine? sure there is. Let's look it up. Oh my Metal God. Gear Solid Pachinko. Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. No, no, that was definitely a Pachinko. 100%. Oh, okay. Metal Gear uh, slot machine. America. That's okay. I'm just putting America on there. There might not be a slot machine. There was definitely a Pachinko. Because those fucking Pachinko games for everything. Yes. Like, there was a hentai one. I, I, I walked by. I'm like, is that boobs? I was like, nice. <laughs> I was like, nice. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, one kind of reboot I kind of just wanted to briefly just mention that I really loved. Um, Wolfenstein, the new yeah. order, um, is just like an amazing way to keep part of the gameplay because you're just shooting Nazis in a really fast paced way. Mm-hmm. Or you could take the stealthy approach if yeah. you want to. There's no penalty. It's a fun game. Granted, I think that if you went to the shooting route, it's a little bit more difficult. You can make it hard, yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. And I think to me, the reason why I like that is because the added, the thing that, well, at the time of when the game first released, there was really no story. You're yeah. just in Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, you try you to kill Nazis. Yeah. Kill Nazis. This one was just like, oh, let's bring him into the 60s or the time warp. Nazis won. Yeah. And Find out how they won and how you're going to take them down. Yeah. Are you successful? Who knows? Yeah I, yeah, I think that's a really cool one to talk about because most of the reboots we've talked about mostly maintain 
the feature parody with their predecessors, but mm-hmm. that's like a very different game than any yeah. of the Wolfenstein's because there is Castle Wolfenstein in the 80s, which is a stealth 2D game, kind of like Metal Gear Solid. Was it? Yeah, and then I there's Wolfenstein 3D, yeah. which is, you know, the I'll, granddaddy of first-person shooters. It's that, not the it, first first-person game, but it's like, you know, fun, fun the granddaddy. Fact, um, that was my first PC game experience. So my, I have a, similar to you, it's, uh, my mom was so proud of this story and she told it so much when I was young where, uh, we had it for DOS. Yeah. Uh, and to use a thing on DOS, you know, you have to type in wolf.exe. And so I yeah. was three or something and I'd watch my dad do it. And I yeah. was play. she basically, she walked down <laughs> me playing Wolfenstein as a three-year-old and she's like, what the fuck? And apparently I had figured out how to type in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, all, all the, all the commands like CD, CD slash, you get the thing, yeah. C. And then you got to go wolf inside wolf and run wolf wolf.exe yep. or oh, wolf 3d.exe. And then I you also have, also like you had to run it off a floppy or the two and a half yeah. inch floppies. It's, it's a mess. Like yeah. my, my computer that my dad got barely ran it, but we played that game together. It's so funny to think. Yeah. How performance didn't matter back then. You, no. you get like five frames a second. You'd be like, Oh, okay, I mean, whoa, whoa, those doors move. It's 3D. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm moving towards things. What's that? What am yeah. I eating? I, I, my sister was the one who told me that, oh, the food that you're eating on the ground in prison, that's dog food. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, I, I think you did a good job bringing up the reboot. Yeah. It's uh, very different from both the first and the second, but somehow it captures something that works. Yeah. Um, because like the mute, everyone hates Nazis. Yes, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but I mean, the story is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very haunting. Um, it's very underdogs, which all, everyone loves, and then also it's really traumatic because you see this man, um, you know, BJ, just kind of like, <laughs> um, but just like trying to like struggle and cope that he missed out on the war he could have contributed and helped them win yeah. but also now trying to adjust in a world that is run by nazis yes and especially not just europe or anything america does run by nazis yeah the whole whole world yeah yeah i i liked the game i don't love it as much as doom 2016 i think there's a purity to doom 2016 that i just love no I it's 100 percent pure there's a bunch of the story with wolfenstein that i like but i don't love like the romance and stuff is the like, romance it's i kind of like man okay here's the problem i had with the romance in the story was um that like bj is in a kind of como como oh, state yep part and his nurse falls in love with him yeah. and he barely moves so it's kind of weird and kind of fucked up at yeah. the same time but it's like you know what the world's kind of fucked up yeah, anyways. It's sort of campy in a, yeah. in a good way. But anyways, uh, if you haven't played the new order, play it. the sequence. Not bad. Third one. Young blood. Fuck young. Blood. Oh, I tried to play. Well, that. man, that's circling back to dead space. Yeah. When, when developers or, you know, publishers try and revitalize a franchise by making it co-op centered. Yes. It doesn't work. Like no. it doesn't fucking work. No. So stop it. I like co-op games, but build your co-op game from the yeah. ground up. Don't so try and yeah. Actually, speaking of co-op games, there's one thing I just going to go on a weird tangent. Uh, you ever remember the game EA game Tangent of Two? Oh, uh, not not Tangent, Army of Two. Yes. Yeah. Oh it, it's the most like bro shooter game. It's, yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> well, it's fun to it's it's fun to play a co-op game. Yeah. With your friend. Yeah. It is always a good time, even if it's a shitty game. It's mm-hmm. a good time, and yeah. Army of Two knew that. Yeah, Army of Two knew that, so it was really good. Actually. No, actually, speaking of uh, EA, 
um here's a really interesting uh reboot or not sure reboot maybe just like evolution mm-hmm. it's really hard to define this one um rainbow six vegas yes okay this is an yeah. interesting franchise that- yeah the who knows what it's going where the future is yeah so if you guys don't know rainbow six is based off the book that's that's for rainbow six by tom clancy (laughs) um which they're now making into a movie which will be interesting i Um, i think that's gonna be easy movie that's i I think it'll be fine yeah it's like it's gonna be jordan b hall um what's his name jordan michael jordan michael b jordan michael b jordan michael b jordan Jordan. i'm sorry everybody jordan hall who's that anyways um, he's John Clark, I believe, is the character, and he's already been introduced in another Tom Clancy franchise. Yeah, uh, and he's gonna recruit people. There's gonna be terrorists, and they're gonna take them down, and it's gonna be. I fucking, mean, that's like any Michael Bay yeah, movie. It'll be fine, but it, it's gonna it, it'll be cool. But um, Rainbow Six was you know PC centered tactical shooter, very slow, very methodical. One bullet takes you down. Yeah, uh, you have a persistent team. If they die, they're dead. Yeah, uh, and you have to recruit new people, uh, and then that kind of. The era of tactical shooters sort of was coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, and they had to reinvent. And they did very interestingly yeah. with the hybrid first and third person shooter. Yeah. Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah. I think that came out in like 2005, 2006. Yeah. I think it was early 360 days before the PS3 was yeah. out. And man, it was such a cool time. Yeah. For video games. It's like you could do um like the original R- Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Rogue Spear. Yep. Um, yeah, those were just like super ultra realistic, but also limited by the tech. Yeah. And you just like, can't do anything cool. No. And I, I think that there is a market for something as hardcore as that, but yeah. the tech makes it that it's pretty unplayable today. Like your yeah. strafing is so slow and it yeah. just feels very limiting by the worst parts of it. Exactly. But yeah, back to but, Vegas. But Vegas is just based enough. Um, it's like a little, they took a little bit still of the tactical approach. Like you can oh, do definitely a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can do like grappling. Oh, not grappling. You can um, do repel outside the buildings. Yeah. You can do set up shooting positions. Well, and you still command your teammates. Yeah. You still command your teammates. You can design shooting points and everything. Yep. But they, they kind of learn from watching Call of Duty mm-hmm. going, hey, we should kind of make it a little bit faster because honestly, um, not speaking from experience, but just speaking from mm-hmm. speaking to people. Combat is fast and it's all about movement and just being positioning. Well, it's yeah, definitely positioning. It's actually like weirdly enough, it's pre uh, modern warfare. Is it pre-modern Yeah, so Modern Warfare is 2007. So this this is like a predecessor and it was a huge deal. If you weren't around, that was a huge deal in multiplayer games, Rainbow Six Vegas. Um, And it's, it was, you know, maligned by the hardcore because it was the simplification. You you went from having two fire teams to one. Yeah. You went from being able to like give them specific weight, like pass and, you know, lining them up on doors to being like basically reduced to go, hold and like breach. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, the refining of the the feelings that Rainbow Six gave you yeah. into something special. And it was fun. It was cover based because, you know, that was the, the thing of yeah. the, the era. And basically it was first person until you went into cover and it became a third person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you played on the hardcore mode and, you know, two bullets kills you. It just, uh, it just felt like a good time. Cause the flow was there. It had mad flow yeah. and it was super fun. Being in Vegas was really cool. Like so you start like, in Mexico yeah. uh, and then the first level that you're in Vegas, it's like, it was spectacular. Man, it was I so wanna, cool. There's a speaking about it. I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> it doesn't hold up super well. Yeah. I tried playing it pretty recently, like last year. Really? It's still good. Yeah. And the terrorist hunt, uh, I think it's still you can still make servers on PC, um, and it's fun. Yeah, uh, and it's cool. 
it's a little bit weird, you know, first person to third person. Like that's there's not many games that really do that. Yeah. Um, outside of like you know like racing games where you can change you know behind the car and yeah. then first person. I mean, I just yeah, I just remember that being such a like a big defining part, and it made the Rainbow Six franchise cool again. Yeah, it and it main it mainstreamed it in a yeah. way that I don't think Ubisoft knew they could. Yeah, but then. They did Rainbow Six Vegas, Vegas Two, and Vegas Two is very similar. You know, it's almost like an um, expansion. Yeah, um, it, it was, I I didn't like Vegas Two that much. I liked it, but it was too much of the same. Well, the storyline was so predictable. Yes. like because like Vegas was like, whoa, what, like who who planned this? Who did this? And then yeah. the second one coming, you're like, oh yeah. Oh, I don't remember yeah. much of the story to be honest. It's just um, a, it's just a, your typical spoiler alert for the games about forever. Uh, an ex rainbow rainbow operator uh, was really mad at organization, oh, sure, sure. and he just was like, "Let's get some money," <laughs> and then yeah, he just planned it. All and at the at the end, I think it's like a like the the, the ending battle is really bad. It's like a slow mo shoot. Like, uh, like, and at least I'm just going by memory. I have a very big bias about it. I just did not like it. Granted, it was cool. Well. I, I liked it. I did not like it as much. And I don't think it had the same mark. It came a mm. little bit too late. I think other games, you know, were were on the market. Whereas the first Ve- Vegas was kind of the first big shooter on yeah. the 360. Yeah. Uh, other than Call of Duty 2. But the thing that people probably forgot is it, they didn't go to Siege right away. They went to Rainbow Six Patriot, uh, which was a story-driven, choose, you know, like dis- dialogue tree-driven anti-terrorist domestic terrorist game um it got canceled uh, oh but- no okay okay that's why i didn't remember yeah. it because it had the most iconic trailer scene yeah it looked like it was gonna be so fucking cool yeah because i think like i think i'm gonna remind what the trailer was um then call of duty kind of stole it which mm-hmm. is fine um the area of uh like if you remember the trailer, they, they were at I the don't bridge. Remember the trailer. Oh, really? So I mean, they're just like doing the terrorist thing, and it kind of ends at the, um, at the Golden Gate Bridge, I believe. Sure. And then the guy has a bomb on him, and they're like, "Let's defuse it." And it's like, "We can't. There's not enough time." And just chuck the guy off the bridge. Oh yeah. And then now, because I've you played um the actually another reboot, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, they did the same thing in the game, but it was just it was more minor. But it was it was still like showing how Patriot was going. Hey, you know what? We can't save everybody, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do the um the <laughs> uh, the democracy thing and just save more than yeah. you. Well, and it was in that era where they were trying to make Tom Clancy stuff more cinematic. Like when you look at the Splinter Cell franchise, we won't yeah. get into that. We're yeah. gonna we're kind of running out of time. We're gonna have to start moving pretty yeah, quick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Patriot was revealed. Uh, kind of st- stuck in stasis, and then they did a soft reboot with uh, multiplayer. They went from a story-driven, yeah. choose your dialogue adventure to uh, multiplayer only. Uh, to be fair, I think they just shooter. they just were like you know what we need a game that's going to compete against Counter Strike, mm-hmm. and um, well, no, yeah, Valent was out, or even Rumor back even close, then. Yeah, um, but like MOBA, like we need a game that's going to be multiplayer, yeah. and then people are going to play again, again, again. Well, and I think that they. Even before that, I don't think they had the vision for it being an esport because I think at the launch of it, it wasn't really designed no. for, for better. Yeah, I think Siege was way cooler at launch. Yeah, uh, it was designed to be like 
this fucking badass, your terrorist versus like counter terrorist. Yeah. And you're going to break into this building. You're going to kill everyone or you're going to rescue that terrorist. Yeah. When you watch the first trailers of Siege, I want that game. Yeah. That, if you have not watched the trailers it's for a, the, ori- like the original trailers yeah. for Siege, that game looks fucking awesome. It's the original house level, <laughs> but it's like you and your buddies, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, tactical phase. And you're like talking and like, okay, we're going to break in this yeah. way, break this way. And then you like breach through the wall. You like, you have your shield and it's like, you're, yeah. you're killing all the terrorists. It's way cooler it's way more cinematic yeah and they never really lived up to what that was yeah because it was multiplayer <laughs> only so 5v5 you can only do so much it yeah. has to be balanced but but now that like, version of siege i dream of you know you know what you should we we maybe we'll like challenge someone someone make the trailer with today's siege oh that'd be hilarious <laughs> and but Include all the DLC like costume bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's some funny ones. Yeah. Like um, some of those costumes. Like, you can be Rick and shit. Can you be Rick? Yeah. There's a Rick and Morty costume. Oh my god. Uh, what else is there? There's a ton. Oh, but like, anyways, let's just move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's. I just want to briefly shout out like some of the better remasters. Like there's the Shadow of Colossus one, and that's an interesting one because it's. Halfway between a remaster and a remake. So it's built from the ground up again yeah. for the PS4. Shadow Classes on PS2, great game. PS4 one, amazing game. If you haven't played it, highly recommend it. I, I feel bad. Why is that? I haven't played it. You should play the PS4 <laughs> one. The PS4 one's fucking awesome. Yeah. But I like that one because it really is exactly the yeah. same game, but it's built on Here, PS4. Tech. Here's the reason why I already know most of the story. I know I'm going to cry. It's just one of those things. Of, it's like I'm treating it like a Wes Anderson movie. Okay. It's like... When I need to like feel emotions, I will play that. Sure. And that's fine. Yeah, that soundtrack is a banger. Uh yeah. it's we've already talked about The Last of Us Part One, which is the remake on PS5. Yeah. But shout out to the PS4 remaster. And that's the thing that I'm into yeah. is taking games. I mean, I'm not into it being a full price, but I appreciate now that we're in the X86 era of video gaming where consoles are yeah. basically PCs, that we're getting these next gen just up upgrades and i'm yeah. okay with them being ten dollars being with fifteen dollars like i bought the uncharted um like special edition on ps5 so yeah. i could play uncharted 4 and lost legacy in 4k whatever mm-hmm. and i'm okay with ten dollar upgrades i prefer free like uh god of war was or ghost of tsushima but um or you do a whole new thing like you play ghost of tsushima right oh my god a game so good i love ghost of tsushima yeah. I, le- I didn't like it on ps4 and then on ps5 at 60 frames it like <laughs> not you sorry. sorry um but yeah it clicked for me but yeah. then they did the the director's cut and i'm okay with that being a separate charge mm. but they still gave a ps5 upgrade for free where it's like they yeah. it upresed and performed i mean better. it's okay um let's just clear things so the upgrade is that a remaster that's kind of a remaster technically it would i i would probably put it in like the remaster yeah. thing it has another area. It has mm. like extra stuff. Oh, okay. uh, and it's a slightly different technical performance. Like, but it's pretty comparable to the free upgrade. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. And just FYI, if you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, if you have a PS5, play it. And actually, wait. Oh no, I think I never follow up with you. You finished it, right? I finished it. So that last big fight, the how how it looks. Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah. Like, were you playing on a, like on a nice TV? Yeah. Oh my god, I remember playing that, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so Ghost of Tsushima, we can't talk about. It. We can't talk yeah, about. Yeah, it, yeah. But that game is so interesting to me because with the right calibrated TV, it yeah. looks fucking amazing in yeah. these moments. 
But then there's also other moments where it looks like kind of bad. Yeah. Um, but and also you need your TV calibrated right because it's contrasty, and if your TV is already contrasty, it just looks bad. Oh okay. yeah. Let's Anyways. move on. Uh, I like the rare remaster, like the Banjo Kazooie. Those are fun, and I just like that being available on modern stuff. Yeah. Crisis Core. I still haven't played the modern Crisis Core. I think it just came out, though, didn't it? Yes, I'm yeah. going to play it eventually. Uh, I like. I'm a big fan of remasters because mm-hmm. it allows you to play games better than they were. Yeah. Uh, especially if they put in a little bit of work. Like I really enjoy playing God of War two and three on the PS3. Yeah. So it's it's you know 1080p 60 or whatever, and then I can play it on an HD CRT. So it yeah. feels old. But it looks better, performs better. Yeah. Big Here, fan. Here's one thing I say. I do want to talk about this more in depth in the future. Um, God of War. Yes. Is that a reboot? I have a. To me, it feels like a in reboot. 2018. Yeah, like the, the like the newest continuation. Of God. I think the term is like a soft reboot, where it's yeah. it is a sequel. Yeah. Because it's same universe, same characters, whatever. Hundreds yeah. of years later, but really. It is a reboot because it totally reinvents. It feels the, different. From, yeah. If you play God, like the first God of War to this God of War, completely different. Yeah. Game. Well, and like that's uh, when I was saying good reboots, you know, it takes like the, the feature set and modernize it. Mm-hmm. That's another one where like, no, yeah. it, it totally reimagines what that game is. Like, yeah, yeah, there's combat, but the combat's entirely different. You yeah. know, it's not about managing these big groups. It's about uh, these heavy hits and timing your attacks so that you're not yeah. like, overwhelmed. And, and it's much more Dark Souls-y. Yeah. I like what I like about that one is it's really fun to play on the hardest difficulty because yeah. it like you have to be careful. You feel rewarded for for totally. doing it. Um, um I, I'm gonna I have one more point I'm gonna end, but let let let's run what whatever yeah. else you have. Uh shout out in the worst way to Mario Kart eight. Uh and Never all of the it. Switch fucking upgrades where it's just like it's just the same game. Yeah. It's nice because it's available to a new audience and they perform yeah. slightly better, but well, they need to release more games. Well, here, here's here's <laughs> one thing I will have to say. Um, fuck you, Nintendo, because you make amazing games, but when you re-release them for like the price points you're doing, yeah, um, that is just like yeah, the that's straight a big up problem. Yeah, that's a really shit. Like, and it makes doing me, it, which makes me mad. But yeah, yeah, it just makes me like want to play emulator games more. Yeah. Like, give me this Zenness and everything. Yeah. I'm yes, I'm not admitting anything, but like. Um, yeah, it's really bad. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I think for me, a big thing that comes down to, especially with remasters is putting more than the bare fucking minimum. Yeah. Like, let's talk briefly about like the final fantasy, the various amounts of remakes and, uh, yeah. remasters there are. I think on the best sides, there's like the final fantasy 10 re yeah. HD remake. It looks better. It plays better. Yeah. It's, it's good. They, they have some quality of life stuff, but then there, there's, you know, the, the remakes, like the PSP ones for one and two where it's like yeah. they, they redid the art and they did that. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, there's ones I don't like as much like the chibi DS ones. Like I think they did three or four on DS. I did. I played four on the, no, which one's the one, the opening scene that you're on a ship. ship. That's four. I that's four. Yeah. I With played seal. Yeah. I played. No. Well, maybe yeah, Cecile I, is four. Yeah. So anyways, like mm-hmm. I'm already just playing. I was oh, just like, man, I got bored. Cause the problem yeah. is that, that it's just doing replicating the look of the game and then making it 3D. But the problem is that 3D is so hard to render. Yeah. It just everything it feels so yeah, it feels everything's like floaty. Yeah. And it's like like come on. Well, and it lost the spirit of it. I think the PSP versions of one and two carried the spirit and the look a yeah. little bit more. Those games aren't very good. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy three and four are better games. Yeah. But I think they they did a better job. I think the 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 hall of shame. The most is the 
the like the remasters, you know, like Chrono Cross and Nine, where they yeah. just like AI, like they do a bilinear filter oh, really? on the backgrounds, and they just like you know upres them without doing any real work, or they AI upscale them, and it looks like absolute yeah. garbage. And then they render the characters, you know, at 1080p or whatever, so they're so sharp on this muddy ass fucking background, and yeah. it looks like utter garbage. I think I think one remake I would add to that too. Sorry, um, no, is, is a Chrono Chrono Trigger on the PlayStation. Yes, was. Holy shit. Like <clears throat> they basically enough just ported the game from Super Nintendo to the PlayStation made low like there wasn't that many load times, but like essentially they added load time. Yeah, because it's a fucking CD. CD, yeah. But I don't get it because how big is the fucking cartridge? It's, like 32 megabytes? It's nothing. Like, bro, that's like a line on your CD. Yeah, but here's the thing. The reason why they did it is because they had to put fucking like anime cutscenes. Cut and it just I've watched all of them. I'm like, this adds nothing. nothing. Like, I'm like, I still would rather just watch Frog cut the fucking mountain yeah. as a 16-bit character than yeah. watching this stupid cutscene. Presented in 240p anyway. Like, yeah. it still looks like shit. And so, I'm just like, no. Like, yeah. if you guys are going to make a remake like that, fuck you. Well, and it's such a shame because I know I, when I'm, you know, a lot of what I do on my Vita or something is playing older RPGs. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's the best way to, what's the best version of Chrono Trigger to play? Yeah. And it's still the Super Nintendo version. Like, yeah. you can play the PS1 version, but it has load times way more often than it should. They're short, but like, yeah. you constantly go to black and you're just fucking waiting. And you're yeah. like, actually, That's no, super annoying. The, there is a, uh, it's not really a remake. It feels more of a port on the, to the DS. DS. So that's a, I, that's one of the, that's one of the more debated versions. Yeah. So people like it because, you know, it has like the cutscenes. It has like the, no, it, the best I, graphics. No, it doesn't have. I, to, I think it has version, some cutscenes. No, my, mine did. My least. Well, I mean, I kind of. I did. No. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the, the I'm going to say this. Knock on wood. Um, the version I played uh, had everything was original. It was just like you're you're just playing on the DS. Yeah. And I think they did a good job splitting the menus. So yeah. you're like separate. There's an extra like endless dungeon mode that people don't. Oh, I don't like. remember that at all. Um, but yeah, I I think the the, the DS version is actually quite rare. They're all all the versions are decently rare. The PS one version yeah. is worth not as much as you would think. It comes in like the Final Fantasy Chronicles or Anthology. I think Chronicles. Yeah, where it's that and Final Fantasy six for the PS one, which is yeah. nice. It's nice having all these. You can basically play all of the Final Fantasies on a PS one up till nine. Yeah, but these loading screens having the kind of crappy yeah. half-hearted anime stuff. It just, I just don't understand. Yeah. But anyways, let's but, okay. But I want to talk about just what we, I actually want out of a fucking Chrono Trigger. Reaction. Oh yeah. 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 Just give me HD 2d man. Yeah. Make it look like Octopath Traveler. with yeah. color. That's all I want. That's all anyone fucking yeah. wants. Just give us that. Like to me, I think people are putting too much emphasis on like, you need to make it like so amazing. They forget that the human brain can kind of take what you're putting out yeah. and kind of like, like give me a story and like yeah. the actions. Like I still vividly remember watching some of the stuff in Chrono Trigger and I rewatch it again. I'm still remembering like moments yep. of like, Oh, uh, like Chrono and um, Luca on the bridge fighting the dragon tank. Yep. And you know, when you actually look at it, if you go on YouTube and just go look that up, Chrono, much, yeah. a, it just looks really bad. But my brain just like imagines something so much more visceral. Well, I think there's a, a thing that happened. And I think most people agree that JRPGs, you know, peaked in the Super Nintendo PS1 era. I, I think so. that's like yeah. when they were at their their best relative yeah. to other games. 
And I think that JRPG stories really lend themselves to abstraction where yeah. you have to fill in a lot of the spots, like the the visuals of the game. Like yeah. even, you know, Final Fantasy VII, like it's it's kind of abstract because the graphics are so limited. Yeah. Same with like Chrono Trigger. It's like you have to imagine a lot of it and yeah. fill in the gaps. And I think that type of story works really well for that. And when yeah. you start to fill in the gaps for the audience, you're not doing them a favor. You're just kind of making it worse. Yeah, because like one thing too is that, you know, there's not a knock on Japanese culture. It's just like how they do things is so like spoon fed for you. Mm. But that spoon fedding of content does not translate well to North Americans. Yeah. Like I, if you watch like a Japanese movie, sometimes it's weird. Cause it's like, it just jumps from point to point, but that's how they're used to getting their storylines. Yeah. And if you do that to North Americans, like I am like, I just go, what, what, what just happened? Like you were just there and now you're here. Like I can't remember exactly what the movie. I remember. I just remember it. It just like I'm like, what the hell? Just like, no, go back, go back, yeah. go back. Yeah, I find it's so interesting breaking down how Japanese media, North American media, presents yeah. information. Yeah, we don't got time for that. Yeah, uh, I got time to shit on Crisis One, Two, and Three. You suck, remaster. Dead Rising on Wii. You suck. Yeah, uh, Half Life One Source. You fucking suck so bad. Uh, well, which one? Wait, the Half-Life Half One Source. Oh, so it's like yeah, the, yeah, they just yeah. ported it to the Source engine. They did nothing else. I, it's just broken I, as fuck. I, I showed up me playing Half-Life One Source, and it didn't really knew what happened. Yeah. And then on, I post. I remember on Short Circuit Twitter going playing games, haha, and everyone just shot on yeah. me. I'm like, what? What just happened? Yeah, you gotta play Black. If you guys don't know, play Black Mesa. That's yeah, like yeah. a fan originally a fan made remake of Half-Life One. Yeah. Uh, made in the the Source engine, and it. Plays really well. It looks good. They, they take a couple liberties that I don't love, but yeah. that is definitely the best way to yeah. first experience Black Mesa. The Silent, H Silent Hill HD remaster uh, is indicative of the lowest effort remaster that fucks everything <laughs> up. So the best version of Silent Hill is still the PS2 versions because the technology for the fog is based on like, you know, specific stuff. Was it PS2? Stuff. Yeah, the PS2 ones are the best. Oh, yeah. Um, for 2, 3, and 4. Oh, okay. I'm um, still thinking... 1 is PS1. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they they haven't done their HD remaster of that, yeah. which is a little bit... It's not surprising because PS1 stuff, you can't just remaster. You have yeah. to remake. Maybe maybe if Resident Evil 2 remake is successful. Oh, no. Uh, Silent no, Hill 2. It's a, yeah, no. Is Silent Hill 2? Silent Hill 2 is getting a remake. Oh, okay. So if that one's successful, I could see them going forward or back. Yeah. I... I I have a bad feeling that's going to be a bad remake, uh, but yeah. that's a thing. But yeah, so basically the Silent Hill HD remake, what they did was they took the, I think it's the Xbox version or the PC version that yeah. didn't, they didn't actually put the effort in to make the fog tech as good as the PS2 version. Did they just like, like they just like AI machine and be they, like, just they, do it. It wasn't even an AI machine. At that time, AI wasn't a hot topic. They just found the PC version, you know, up-resed it. And, like, the fog looks so fucking bad. Everything looks so bad. Does it look like, like, pixelated, like, fog machines? I can't like remember exactly how it is. It's just, like, dense, but, like, not transparent properly. Oh, no. And that's the worst. It's when they find a version that's easier to up-res. Yeah. And they up it, but it's not a good version. They did the same with Tales of Symphonia, which is, unfortunately, they've re-released that on different consoles. They've up it. They've remastered it. It's coming out again. But oh. the only version that has 60 hertz is the GameCube version. And they don't fucking remaster that version. They remaster the PS2 version, oh. which is locked at 30 fucking frames. <laughs> what? And it's an action RPG. What the fuck are you doing? 30 frames with yeah. action RPG? And so they, they, they have the PS3 remaster that that's what they're working with. Yeah. It's locked at 30 frames. And it's like, no. And I'm so frustrated with those low effort 
HD yeah. remasters that are just like, hey, we have a version we can up-res, we up-res it. I'm, I'm actually looking at a photo <laughs> right now. It looks so bad. Of which? Of uh, remastered version versus the PS3 version. Oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I like I, I like Tales games. I, maybe, I should, maybe I should give that a try. Tales is fun as fucking... Yeah. Great game. Unfortunately, the only way to play it that feels good is, is still a GameCube. Yeah. Uh, I want to shit a little bit on Parappa and the Patapon remasters they have on PS4. They both are rhythm games, and yeah. they have insane amounts of input lag. Actually, just the same Fuck thing. You. I love Patapon. Love Patapon. Yeah. I have the original PSP. Nice. Um, but I know there is a screen delay mm. when I play it, because yeah. I know for a fact that my reflexes aren't that dull. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like it's impossible to play. Yeah. And those like some missions in Patapon, you have to be perfect. Yeah. And it's just like, are you talking no the PSP way. version has a delay or the PS4? The version? PSP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's those, still not perfect. Yeah. yeah so fuck. <laughs> I yeah. wish I, uh, want to shit on, uh, the Mario 3d all-stars. Cause it wasn't a terrible version, but it was lazy as fuck. I've never still I've never 30 frames it. on sunshine and, Mario 64, whereas PC yeah. versions have unlocked it and figured out other things. So it's just like the absolute laziest. And then also having it be a time limited thing. Fuck you, Nintendo. And it also is probably going to be like $80 or $60 or something. It was. Yeah, it was full price game. Oh, uh, sh- <laughs> shout out to what opposite side of Nintendo, what they've done mostly with the Metroid remasters, because like Metroid was remade on the Game Boy on Metroid. Yeah. Or Game Boy Advance Zero Mission. Great game. Metroid 2 was redone as Samus Man. Returns on the 3DS. Both fucking great remakes yeah. or reboots. Re- yeah, you, remakes. You, do, you know what's funny? Okay, I think we have to do an episode of Nintendo, and I have to play... I have to force myself to play some Nintendo games. Cause oh, wow, you don't play I, them? I, well, I never got a GameCube. Um, I have a couple. I've never had an N64. And um, I bought Come a Nintendo Wii, but I only played Wii Sports because that was a fire was game. Um, and then I have a Switch, and I played Legend of Zelda... Like, of Wild. And you Breath like Breath of Wild, right? Yeah, I like the game. So, I mean, like, my, like, I really weirdly, now thinking about it, my Nintendo repertoire is, like, like huh. barely anything. I'm uh, not a huge Nintendo guy, because I generally like games that have story as an important element, and that's just not something Nintendo yeah. does. And that's fine. They're masters of mechanics, and yeah. they do, you know, master classes and, and giving you, like, level-specific mechanics or world-specific mechanics that they yeah. evolve and change and grow. I think you're, you're not the same way. Like, I need a storyline. Granted, yeah. I found like you didn't find it for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I found it Breath of the Wild. But yeah, um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it. That'd be it. pretty fun to have yeah. you like play through a bunch of Nintendo games. Yeah. There's there's some fucking bangers, man. Metroid yeah. Dread was pretty good, but it's not great. Um, now, at, if you're listening, <laughs> at me on Jono1086 and just give me a list of like games to play. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I think it'd be fun to do that. But kind of speaking on those terms, I'm I don't know who's still listening to this. We've gone too long. That's but fine. we have our Patreon, and big thing that our Patreon is gonna be covering is we're not taking money out of it it's going to cover expenses so yeah we want to cover games like i would have loved to play dead space but i can't justify it i'm on a budget yeah. i'm trying to not just buy games willy-nilly oh i have an ea contact like you have the ea pro one yeah no no i have an ea contact let, 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 let me let me talk no, but, I, uh, but anyways I mean, i'm making a heartfelt pitch for oh, okay sorry 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 well but think like for movies and stuff yes yeah. the goal is that this content reaches enough people that we can reach out to yeah. brands and uh, marketing agencies and stuff and get yeah. stuff for free. But yeah. the current state of that is not. We're going to pay yeah. out of our own pocket for Ant-Man. We're going to have to talk after this, buy our tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, it's not the end of the world. Like, it's, you know, 20 bucks each yeah, yeah. or whatever. I'm going to pay for my But my, I mean, like, here's, here's like some things, like some of the big plans that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. 
like this is like two three year plans. Yeah. You're going to go to Japan. I want to go back to Japan. Mm -hmm. If we get enough like patrons and people to fund us, and we still keep doing this, which I do plan to do, is because yeah. I love doing this every time. Is I would love to go to Japan, show you Japan from my eyes, That'd and in cool. Japan from your eyes, yeah. and then we can just like record a podcast. And also, if anyone knows Connor Garnt and Joey from the Trash Taste Podcast, oh, yeah. I would love to talk to those guys because those guys are hilarious. <laughs> One day, well, once One, we have a full body of work, yeah. But I mean, uh, the the Patreon people, I'd have to give some shout out, like especially these yeah. three people. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Guadalamo Navarro, you know, he was our very first patron. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we got Mike1814. And Love you, Mike. Mike. Miss you, buddy. Dude, thank you so much. And then we have Matthew Nonen, who gave us a Noonan, huge- Noonan, I think, isn't it? Noonan? I think it's two O's, right? Yeah. Isn't I always see I always see you on Twitter, dude, but yeah. I don't, I've never really said your name <laughs> Yeah. He gave us a huge pledge, and also he's sending a hot sauce. So yeah. when we get those hot sauces, we'll get some wings. Yep. Send but, us, uh, send us all kinds of stuff. But yeah, no, thank you guys for you know just join it. Just go to uh, patreon.com slash let's wing it l e t s w i n g i t. Yes. And right now we have some early access on why we made the podcast. Yes. Granted, we keep running the topics are really topical. So I don't know when that podcast that we have on there is going to come out. Yeah. So it's really or really early. Yeah. Access. So we're gonna rework the release schedule. A little bit because I want to make sure that some content. Yeah, is we, and we want to get a buffer too because yeah. like I'm going away and I'm gonna have to edit this on yeah. the plane, which is not a big deal. Yeah. But I don't know if my laptop's gonna hold up. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll figure it out. And then, and also for me, I'm gonna be moving to New yes. Jersey, so that's like a one week I have to go travel. At least for. one week where you're just in. It's gonna be many weeks where you're not gonna want to do it. Yeah. So I we'll mean, build up a buffer. actually, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it on the road. I don't know. Yeah, but um, but anyways. So those things that we want to do, um, and honestly, like we're not pay taking a paycheck out of this, unless like no, unless Spotify just goes, John, exclusive baby. Well, yeah, like you said, a big thing. We're not taking the money for ourselves. It's going to go into like producing the content. Yeah, because uh, right now everything is either provided or paid out of pocket. Yeah, uh, but also, you know, like we we would love to go to premieres of movies, but they're not often here. Yeah, and so I think it's like New organizing Jersey. travel, yeah. yeah, New Jersey or LA or stuff. Yeah, uh, and so like we we would get invites on there, just movies and stuff, but we just couldn't. So really, you guys got invites? We got invites to go to LA sometimes, um, <laughs> but it's just that wasn't part of yeah. So part of the I mean, strategy. no, thank you guys for the Patreon. Um, thank you so much. And then also, yeah, if those brands listening, <laughs> hit yeah. me up, hit your boy up, hit at your let's boy. wing it twenty two at gmail dot com, yeah. and send cash to my front door. <laughs> uh yeah so there i have like kind of three quick discussion points mm. um i'm gonna turn it down to two one is basically just like hey generation seven is the best remaster space because that's ps3 xbox 360 okay there's so many games that are great and just need a little bit of uplift to yeah. be playable today developers that's where you want to look look yeah, at yeah, generation yeah. seven uh if you're doing reboots i think what's the latest that you are okay with like a remake, like a full remake. So like games from 2005 for a full remake or like earlier, like what's, I mean, earlier, I think to me, um, other than Metal Gear and like Wolfenstein, mm -hmm. like my favorite top ones, my, if you had to put a gun in my head going, if you're going to play a reboot or remake right mm -hmm. now, um, what game I would say XCOM. 
Yeah, that's fair. I forget that that's a reboot. Yeah. 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 So like that one is oh, like so good. It's like it's still tactical shooter. It's permadeath, but it's like it's updated. So yeah. it just looks good. It's still a it pain in the good. ass. It's yeah. it's a still a pain in the ass at ninety five percent accuracy rate, and you still fucking miss. Oh my god, you're like two feet away from them, like one block. <laughs> like, How do you fucking miss with that shotgun? I'm like Billy, I gave you everything. <laughs> but um, I think yeah, got my head. That's the best. It's like it just has the XCOM feel. Yep. Storyline is way better because you know just the modern technology of it, and it just yeah it like you said plays really well. Well, I think yeah reboots are tough. I think remakes. I feel like the I'm excited for the Resident Evil Four remake, mm -hmm. but I feel like anything after that it's harder. Like Dead Space again seems to be a good remake. Yeah, but I don't feel like it needed a remake, so it's not like a super exciting one to me. Like you can yeah run reshade on the original dead space and make it look pretty modern that's the yeah that's for me it's like if you're if i'm gonna pay money to replay a game that i already have and i'm okay with the graphics um you better put some shit in yeah when i i feel like dead space is a big enough one clearly it's got good reception yeah uh, i haven't played it but i am pissed off with sony and their remake business like last of us didn't need a remake uh and it does yeah. not it does not need a Horizon Zero Dawn remake. There's a remake for that? They're working on a remake. Why? For yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's way too soon. That game still plays fine. So, and like there's Forbidden West that exists. Like, yeah. Don't do that. So, <laughs> don't. So, so, yeah. I think to me, it's like, that's why I get mad about, that's why maybe the reason why I don't play remakes. Yeah. I play reboots because like there's a lot of things in them. It's just the fact that it's like, to me from the business side, I'm like, money grab. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And they know that like a, a Horizon game will sell, but it's so fucking frustrating. I don't want that. I want new games. I yeah. want like that's what was so exciting about Horizon Zero Dawn was that it was a new IP from a team that had kind of made these mid shooters for yeah. so long. Like I liked the Killzone franchise. It was pretty cool how good it looked on the PS3, but like I don't know. I don't story. fucking care. Yeah. Like they don't play well anymore. Yeah. But Horizon Zero Dawn plays just fine yeah. it looks good it's and still like and shout game. out to ashley burge like burge. yeah she's like my favorite voice actress or oh, nice. just actress in general yeah, she's awesome and she's like my favorite i remember when like what was that what's up ash or whatever her no how um hey, what hey ash what you doing hey, ash, what you doing yeah yeah, yeah yeah i enjoyed that yeah uh, those are great but yeah. anyways um but uh let's close this out well, i have one question oh, okay, for yeah, you yeah, yeah. and this is we're gonna put on our tinfoil hats how much of a factor in the next generation is having a new architecture going to be do you think that sony microsoft and nintendo okay let me preface this yeah i think that the smartest thing that the nintendo did was make the switch an arm-based thing yeah uh it's you know low powered it's both it's strong enough to be a home console and it's it's efficient enough to be a handheld thing yeah and because it's a switch thing because their architecture is different they get to sell you the games all over again. Yeah. So they get to make all the money and Nintendo's kind of notorious for doing that. Yeah. Repackaging the game, uprising it a tiny bit, charging full price and they never go on sale. Yeah. Do you think, and and like, honestly, I, because it's like a different physical medium. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I have to buy a new switch game. It's fine. Yeah. But on the, you know, the higher end side, Xbox has, is backwards compatible all the way to the original one. Yeah. But it's, Fully, fully, 100% compatibility with Xbox One. Same with PS5 is 100% yeah. compatible with PS4 because it's the same architecture, just juiced up. Yeah. But do you think that Xbox and 
Microsoft, Xbox and Sony mm-hmm. are trying to figure out a way to justify switching architecture so they can resell you games again. Because right now they can't resell you. I already have 400 fucking PS4 games I can play on my PS5. Yeah. And all and so that's question one. Do you think that they're contemplating that? Yeah. And do you think that the reason why the Switch is having such a hard time having a pro version or, or a sequel mm-hmm. is that they want to figure out how they can justify selling you their digital games again. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, no, I can speak to the business sense. It's definitely something they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And as much as like the tech, like I'm not like my, my tech is very rusty. Um, sure. Like just being like around Linus and those guys, I can kind of understand and yeah. know by osmosis. And I can just yeah, ask yeah, Anthony. Yeah. I'm like, Anthony, what's this? Yeah. Um, but um, no, they're definitely thinking about it because honestly, like I think they're at a even I think even PCs right now they're they're kind of looking at how to get out of the architecture because I think yeah. like because right now like Xbox, fun fact, Xbox and Sony's are run by AMD. Yeah, yeah. Oh, both a- CPU and GPU. The CPU. They're basically they're, just PCs. They're right a-, a-, a GPUs. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think at their technical architecture. I think it's so limited now. And I think even now with PCs, they'll still try to look how to get away because nanoprocessors are just, oh, um, microprocessors are getting so compact of like, yeah. how do we, like Moore's law is kind of, is yeah. So how do we get more power on something as small or smaller mm-hmm. that's more even more efficient and everything? And that requires whole new platform itself. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I think I think maybe not by the PS6, but maybe the PS7. They're yeah. probably going to be making the architecture. I don't think next Xbox. I don't even think Xbox. I don't is, think, yeah, I feel like Xbox has enjoyed being you know yeah. the, the player positive backwards compatible yeah. one. And like it's not a hundred back hundred percent backwards compatibility on the original or the yeah. 360. But like it's still like hey, Xbox is backwards yeah. compatible all the way back. Yeah, but also even the arguments say too. Um, those. And maybe they won't too, and they will just make everything cloud based. Yes, I could see that. If they go cloud based, then you don't have to worry about architectures and backwards mm-hmm. compatibility because they go, oh, this person wants to play APS new generations of yeah. new architecture, switch it to this cloud. And oh, this guy wants to play a PlayStation classic PS1 game, switch to this server. Like that's yeah. what they can do. I have a feeling that is probably the play. Yeah. Because also seeing all the latest tech coming out, everything's cloud-based now. Yeah. Like 5G cloud-based gaming, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's my hot take, and I'll do it briefly. I think you're right. Microsoft is not going to switch. I think they're yeah. they're they're gonna do PC as close as possible. They're you know, they're not gonna have enough market league that they can shake up the game too much. Yeah. I think Nintendo is going to do a brand new console. It won't be backwards compatible. People are gonna be fucking pissed. Oh, 100%. And yeah. they're gonna be like, no, sorry, there's a totally different here's, thing. Here's the thing when Nintendo can get away with this. It pisses me off is that they can go, fuck you guys. Yeah. And then people go, boo. And, and then, then it lasts for like a week. And then Pokemon sells more than ever before. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it's like the same thing of the problem of like, this is a weird tangent, uh, like uh, the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, it's like everyone's like boo Qatar, and yeah. then Messi just wins for Argentina. And I love World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. It's like 100%. Like, you guys, remember? I know every yeah. single person who's like, I'm so mad that Pokemon is just a lazy franchise now. Yeah, I'm still buying both copies. I'm yeah, like, it's like fuck. You are a part of the problem. Stop yeah. it. Stop like, it. I, I don't write. N- Nintendo yeah. can fucking do that because hey, maybe Switch Two doesn't sell 120, 130 million like yeah. like the Switch will. Yeah, but like hey, they can't. It doesn't matter if they sell all that hardware yeah. at a slight profit. 
they need to sell software. And yeah. if we already have these big digital libraries that they can slowly grow, like that's not interesting to Nintendo. Actually, now I just kind of thought of something. Yeah. The reason why Nintendo is so popular yeah. is because, you know, people our age and older have been playing these Nintendo franchises. And this is maybe this is the reason why they haven't switched is because the adults now are having kids and even those kids are having kids now too. Yeah. And they can go, Oh, it's a Mario. Like they have a generation connection going, Oh, my grandkids or my kids mm -hmm. are playing these like Nintendo characters that I can relate to them. And they can have this like three, like three, two to three generation well, discussion. I totally agree. And yeah. I think that's a big part is that like, Hey, I, I liked Zelda when I was a kid. I'll mm -hmm. show my kids Zelda. Yeah. But I also think, Gaming on a Switch and knowing what to buy on a Switch is so simple. You're like, yeah. what does Nintendo make? I will buy it. Yeah. Like, ah, I bought a Switch. What should I get? Yeah. I'll get a Mario. I'll get a Zelda. A uh, Mario Kart. Oh, uh, Smash Bros. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just, you you know what to buy. No matter what Nintendo console. Yeah. Those are good games to fucking buy. So it's like, let's just say, like as many times I say, Nintendo is the Apple of gaming. 100%. It's yeah. very clean and simple. But, um, but then here's my hot take. Yeah. Is Sony is very much on the back foot right now the ps5 selling fine yeah they're not worried in the sense of like oh god we're fucked if we don't reimagine our business yeah but they know that the future is not what they have been doing they know yeah. that selling 500 consoles and selling 90 dollars games that's not the future of gaming yeah microsoft is going to slowly eat their lunch mike xbox had a bad 2022 but i think you know on pc and 2023 the They're Xbox had bad It was a downturn for oh, them. Yeah. But it's because they didn't have any fucking games. Oh, but it, the games are yeah. starting to come out. All the studios they've acquired. Yeah. But I think that Sony, instead of trying to take Microsoft on, I okay, here's my hot take. And <laughs> it's nice that we're a small enough podcast that uh, it doesn't matter. It's if just going to bite us in the ass stupid. in five years. Or, <laughs> or I get to pull out this clip and be like, I am a fucking genius. <laughs> the next piece of gaming hardware that Sony sells won't be a PlayStation. It'll be a gaming piece of hardware, like a, a console, yeah. but it won't be a PlayStation. It'll be some weird offshoot thing that plays games is a completely different architecture. Uh, and it's gonna like either do VR, like the PSVR two is coming out this month, but I'm talking about some standalone gaming thing Yeah, uh, that they can sell you games that already exist over again. They're oh. like, we want to maximize what classic game sales I mean, is that kind of like the same thing Nintendo and Sega did? With the, the mini consoles, the mini classic consoles. I think it'll be more like if, if they do a PS2 mini that I lose because that's a, still a PlayStation yeah. console. I think that Sony is going to try and do something. It might be called a PlayStation, but it'll be a different. I get my crazy prediction it'll be, is it'll it won't be classic be called, station. It won't be PlayStation, but I think it's still could be a PlayStation, but it'll yeah. be a totally different architecture and it won't be PS6. Yeah. That's really what I'm thinking is there's going to be another piece of hardware in between PS5, PS4, 5 Pro, yeah. and PS6. That is like them trying something totally different, not handheld. They've, yeah. they've tried handheld, that didn't work. Uh, but I have a feeling that they're trying to figure out how to disrupt the market and get something that is they're struggling to yeah. get. I, I think, yeah, it's like that, that. I don't even think that's even like a weird and wild take or whatever. It's not going to hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I just, for me, I just go, I think. I believe that, you know, regardless of all the hardware and everything, it's just going to go cloud based. Like and it's, it's, it's hard. I, maybe I'm too old. I just, I, I, I had pay for the yeah. ultimate PS plus yeah. and I don't ever play the PS three games because they're cloud based. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to fucking have 70 milliseconds. Of I think they're just, they just the waiting for that moment of, of just going, everyone goes, yep. 
uh, cloud base is now valid because of this. And we no one has figured out what is this. Well, I, yeah, it's tough. I think it's it's everyone knows that there's a future there, but yeah. it's it's just not quite there. Like Xbox is right on the edge of it. Stadia yeah. was kind of there, but I think you, everyone needs needs fiber or like actually like like good solid well, internet. And I think zero to mobile. Once, once you can get, like reliably cloud stream on a mobile device yeah. without it costing you a ton of money, I think that's that's it. It's I like, why would I need a fucking powerful phone? So all pretty I much need infrastructure. That, that's it's, all it it's, is. I think it is an infrastructure thing. Yeah. I also think that I it's going to be a whole generation of humans. Not like one generation of tech. Yeah. A whole generation of humans before we get rid of our powerful PCs and our yeah. consoles at home. Yeah. Because I, I won't. I'll be like... Well, like I know that the input lag is worse, and yeah. I I, I want to have my PC. I like customizing, doing this. Yeah. Um. But it's, it's I, yeah. but I also think they want to sell you the same games again and again and no, again of course, and yeah. again. And so cloud is a big way to do that, where it's like, oh, you own it, uh, but you don't own this version. And that, but that's also no. the danger is like, how do Xbox and PlayStation sell you the no, games no, you want to get? No, the thing is that it's not. It's it's the I'm going by the cloud based gaming based on Xbox Game Pass. It's not selling you the game itself. Mm. It's selling you the subscription. I, I see. I think Sony does not want to do that because they make yeah. so much money. Like God of War didn't sell nearly as much as PlayStation or as a uh, Pokemon. Yeah. But it's still hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. That they get in just a few weeks. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think it's like, and once you have enough catalogs, mm-hmm. like of games, like when you look at it, PlayStation's catalog isn't, is like it it's fairly small in comparison to like Xbox right now because you can have they have own all these major studios mm-hmm. and even on Xbox Game Pass you can upgrade a little bit to get that EA Pro yeah. edition too so though catalog when you look at it at least numerically not by quality but it's like you have a lot of games to play so here's the thing that you would be surprised yeah PS Plus has almost twice as many games as Xbox Game really? Pass yeah but Okay, maybe maybe one thing too is that because of Xbox's relationship with EA is that all those FIFA games, all those NHL games. Well, the thing that Microsoft does way better is that it curates. Yeah. And like so when you open Game Pass, when you look at the like list, you're like, yeah. wow, there's a fuck ton of games I want to play. Whereas when you go on PS Plus, you scroll through and you're like, what the fuck are these games? It's some like shitty PS3 oh, era. I, I ran into that problem. And you're like, what the fuck I is this? I literally ran into that problem the other day. I'm like looking through the list going, oh, that's like, there's always, there's something always stopping me mm-hmm. to play. It's like, cause I'm like, especially when I want to replay a game, mm-hmm. I do the same thing I do at TV shows. I run through the whole entire thing yeah. in my head. I'm like, do I want to do this again? Yeah. Yes or no? Why? Yeah. And then it's just a flow chart. And I yeah. go, Yes, okay. I install it. But the problem is that that install period, I go, no, I don't I want don't to do this. this. Yeah. yeah, I know. I Sometimes I do that too where I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to play this. And you start playing, and you're like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm good. good. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's close this off. Yeah. There's, I, what's the reboot slash remake? I know you don't play them, but that you're most interested in hearing more about. Oh, I I just, before the podcast, I looked at it, and then you also had this on your list oh, on yeah. notes. Uh, the Prince of Persia. Yeah. Yeah, because I think no, like the 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 Prince of Persia that everyone knows about is the PlayStation. No, PS2 era. PS2 era. Okay, so there's yeah, there's the Apple II. Yeah, one. I played the Apple II yeah. one, and then I played the 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 really cool one, the one with the Sands of Time. Yeah, which is PS2 era yeah. GameCube, which yeah. is fucking dope. It's a perfect game. Yeah, that's the best game of all yeah. time. Yeah, and I then love that yeah, game. it's like the music, timing, the how 
like it works. Yeah. The gameplay, the mechanics. Well, how they integrate the story into it where like, you know, he's narrating and and it's like, oh, you didn't do it right. He's like, oh, no, that's not how it happened. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then even like the sequels are not that great. But when you actually like saw the last game, how it works, you're like, oh, my God, it's all connected. That trilogy, looking back, I can appreciate a lot of it. I think Warrior Within, the tone shift, like it didn't just like, you know, wasn't a bummer. It murdered that franchise because yeah. Saints of Time was a huge hit. It had like this cultural cachet yeah. uh, and a critical darling. Yeah. And then they just like threw it away by trying to be edgy. Yeah. And the game was fine. The gameplay's better. The combat's better. Yeah. But it just was so upsetting to play that it never yeah. was able to recover. Even even on the Twin Towers, the Two Thrones, the Two Thrones, that's two what thrones. it's called. <laughs> Not Twin Towers. They, oops, <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> They tried to, you know, kind of go back to the the sense of time, like fantasy yeah. feeling, but it was already lost. Like, I remember not being interested at all. I was so excited about Warrior Within. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I pre-ordered. That was, like, maybe the first game I pre-ordered with my own money. Yeah. I went to the store, picked it up. I remember on the way home, just, like, reading the manual. No way. And being like, oh, God, I can't play it. And I couldn't install it that night. I had to play it the next day. Yeah. Uh, and the game starts with a fucking close up of a girl in a metal thong. Oh, and you're like, what the no. fuck is this? And I was peak, <laughs> like horny age. It was like, yeah, because that's like 2000. I would have been like 12 or 13. Like, yeah, peak, like pre like pubescent <laughs> teenager who was like, yeah. I would you think I would love a fucking girl in a in a metal? Thong. But it's just that you weren't expecting it. And it was just the tone was so wrong yeah. and metal starts playing. And like, it's so yeah off. Yeah. The first one just is so good. So but yeah, but I'm really I I I. I'm going to do this. I'm not as much as I just saw that it's coming. I'm not going to look at anything. Well, yes. So yeah. Ubisoft is Ubisoft. Yeah. Ubisoft uh, is Ubisoft. So I think it was 2021. It was announced and they showed a trailer and it was absolute shit. No. It fucking terrible. Ugh. And everyone was like, oh no. And yeah. it was just like, you know, minimum quality trailer. It's like Ubisoft shanghai or, or i think it was like indonesia or something one of their yeah. like z like c tier studios that is just a support studio yeah. making the game yeah but it had such a bad reaction they're like okay actually we're gonna go and we're gonna figure this out they delayed it yeah uh for like a year or two they yeah. gave it to ubisoft montreal oh which is yeah an A-tier studio. yeah 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 um, well i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put quotations on a tier studio yeah um but now it's we haven't seen anything since and okay. it's been years and years and like there's no updates. There's no date. Yeah. Uh, and Ubisoft just went through a bunch of bad, bad times where like, yeah. a bunch of games got canceled. A bunch of big games got delayed. Yeah. Uh, I think Sands of Times was part of that. One of the delayed games that's not canceled, but like, yeah. what the fuck is going on at Ubisoft? And yeah. I'm very worried because Sands of Time could be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's just like a straight remaster, uh, but like a remake with like a little bit of reimagining yeah. could be I, fucking fantastic. I, yeah. The only thing is that I don't want it to do the same kind of like cheapo, um, just like remake just like oh we're gonna make it 4k now it's like no no no, 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 no it has no. to be everything brand new yeah so i mean yeah that's why i'm excited what are you excited <sighs> uh sense of time i right. i very much agree i am i'm interested more than i'm excited yeah um because ubisoft is just so shitty yeah uh and who knows but if they pull it off i'll be so happy i'll be almost as excited as i was for the final fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. uh i <sighs> You know what? We're gonna. I want to talk about it a little bit more about that because I had some time to think about yeah. it. Um, but you know what? That's a different thing. That's so a different thing. We're gonna we're gonna close we're gonna this out because I that's, think 
We were trying to shoot for 110. Was at 140? 150, yeah. <laughs> we are going to wing our way out of here. Uh, if you guys like this, please subscribe to our Patreon or just follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, send us an email. We already giving that information. I think like, well, I mean, email let's wing it 22 at gmail.com. Yes. Patreon, patreon.com slash let's wing it. And Twitter it's <laughs> let's wing it pod. I think you're right. Yeah. Or just follow us, John O'Tan 86. And then, Chosen David. Yep. Cool. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye.